Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Tonight, Action Radio presents the Fetty Report. Good morning, Action Radio land. I am ready to have a penglisticular day. I screwed that word up. Did you just say Penglis testicular? What did you just say? <laughs> it's supposed to be spectacular with Penglis. Oh, spectacular. Okay, fine. Penglis stacular. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first version was funny. But I totally butchered that one. But no, that's okay. I, Listen, feeling... I, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you I was going to go right to your theme. Usually I say a few words. But if you're here, right, but if you're here you know, 10 seconds before the show, I'll just go right to the theme and just get you going because we don't have exactly. limited time. So, so let's, let's have a really testicular time, Bill. What's on your mind? <laughs> Well, I, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling very great tastic today. That's for sure. Oh, what's wrong, Bill? Nah, it's this change of weather. It's got you know head. Everyone's got a head cold right now. Congestion going into the chest. Um, mm. Yeah, our clinic our clinic has been packed all week. Uh, actually, about the last week and a half with sick kids. So um, mm. it's good for our business. It's obviously not good for schools, uh, but. So I got two main topics today. I'm going to let you pick what you want to pick first. Uh, number one, we almost had a battle royal in uh, the Senate yesterday. And number <laughs> I saw two, the clip right before the show. Well, stand up. Let's. Uh, so you want to show this right here and now? And the guy goes to take off his ring right there. That was hysterical. This is this is the way the house used to be back in the old days. We're going to bring back dueling. You remember? Do you remember the show we did on dueling? You remember that? It was like three years ago. Yeah. That. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> but yeah, you know, but then you got uh, Senator Birch from Tennessee, you know, confronting Kevin McCarthy during an interview with uh, um, NPR. It calls him a yeah, jerk I I... on live on live air. Well, let's let's cover both of them because this is funny. You know, we want the Republicans to fight back, but not each other. And this isn't exactly what we had in mind. <laughs> stupid idiots. Um, well, actually, so, that's yeah. all. That's all part one. Part oh. two. Uh-huh. Democrats may be right that Florida has the stupidest people in the world. I'm going to start no, with that. No, I wouldn't that say because... the stupidest in the world, but it could be the country maybe, and there's some really stupid people out there. Well, that's you true. Know, okay, we'll, we'll say in the country. We'll say okay. in the country. Well, well, it, let's start there. Let's, let's start with Florida. Yeah, we'll start there because that's going to be pretty quick. So okay. Florida is known for rain. Okay? Yes. We, it rains a lot here in Florida. Oh, it does. I lived in... I lived in Chicago where it snows every year. Well, that's because like Michigan. Will, yes, but, but you follow me where I'm going with this, okay? So I've lived okay. in snow, driving in snow, and I've mm-hmm. been down here in Florida driving in rain. Mm-hmm. The people driving in rain in Florida act like they're driving in Chicago on black ice. <laughs> <laughs> And it's hey, so ridiculous 
<laughs> how people drive or or the fact that people are afraid to drive in the rain. And we get a lot of those. A lot of people cancel their appointments with us because they are too afraid to drive in the rain. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, this is something to be said for, for – I think it might be an attitude to younger people aren't being challenged. Now, I learned to drive uh, similar to you. I learned to drive in New England. I learned to drive – my driver's ed course was in the wintertime at night. Yep. So I learned to drive in a New England winter at night, <laughs> which was hysterical, right, on Boston roads. And you know those roads. And, of course, my, I always remember my, my driving instructor, Mr. Capazza. Mr. Capazza was the first one to talk to me about guns. And you wouldn't expect that on a driver's ed class, but I was curious. He mentioned guns about some casual comment. I said, well, I don't, I don't, guns are terrible. Guns are awful. He said, wait a minute. Let me, let me talk to you about that. So we had this huge political discussion. And at the end of it, I concluded, you know what? He's absolutely right. And then I then became a big gun fan. Of course, I couldn't do anything about it. So I was still, you know, 16. Oh, no, 17. Uh, I was flying airplanes before I could drive. So I was 17. Uh, taking driver's ed, but yeah, yeah, it was a great chat. But uh, New England at night, <laughs> you know, that's where I live. Yeah, snow at night. That's how I learned to drive. And rotaries, you know, you want you want fun? Go go race around a rotary when it's icy. <laughs> Bounce off the snow. Oh, it's, oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, I used to love stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. We used to okay. do that on purpose. <laughs> well, I, I'm, that's what I did too. I used to take my my car, yeah. this big old blue Dodge, and take it to the uh, high school parking lot after a after an icy rain. Yep. You know, when the parking lot was completely slicked up and I would purposely bounce it into the snowbanks and I would skid the hell yep. out of it. And I got really good. And it saved my life one day because I was going up a steep hill and all of a sudden the traction gave out and the car started sliding backwards. And here I am sliding backwards. So I did one of those. Yep. Uh, this, is, this is a true story. I swear to God. And so I did one of those, those rum runner turns, you know, where you hit the brakes and spin the wheel. And actually, the road was relatively wide, but not wide enough to turn around, obviously. But I actually, as I'm sliding downhill, I, I did one of those rum runner turns, hit the brakes really hard, spun the wheel. The car was actually pivoting. It was doing a 360 or 180. As I'm backing down, I end up going forwards and managed to pump the brakes enough to stop before the bottom of the hill. That was hysterical. And it's only because I learned how to skid because I practiced it. And, then, you know, and that stood me a good step with flight training because, you know, I already, I'd already sold an airplane. We, we practiced emergencies. So I practiced emergencies in a car. And then when I spun out in a rotary one day, you know, for real, I'm facing the traffic looking at me. I just wait. Hi, guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, people can't drive here. They can't. They're just. Yeah. Mean. No. And, and, and it's, you know, and I, I take it, you know, you've made a good point, And I was brought up the same way where we took a whole semester, our sophomore or junior year, depending on how our birthday fell, was mm-hmm. driver's ed. It was a whole semester mm-hmm. of driver's ed. Down yeah. here. You just get your permit, and away you go. Nah, stupid. And so you ha- yeah, it, it's, in, it's incredibly ignorant. And yeah. that's why we see what we see down here. You know, at least I see a lot more accidents here than I ever did you know, per capita than versus Chicago. People are driving so much slower. I mean, I mean it's just ridiculous. Actually, yeah, I and the outside lanes, one- too. Yeah, we yeah. have a, a famous uh, Highway 90 here, for those that don't know, the, the Milton Pace area. Now, you're over in Escambia County, the next county over, but it's got all these dividers in the middle, and so people are constantly crossing lanes, and they'll go too slowly, so you've got traffic coming down 55 to 65 miles an hour, and you've got somebody entering, you know, slowly. I mean, that is guaranteed yeah. to have accidents, um, because as, yeah, as no, I understand yeah, it... Yeah, don't get me it, started it, on people turning. Yeah, people yeah. turning... Oh. Yeah, and then not accelerating. It's insane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know it, well, what I what I find what I find funny is mm-hmm. the two biggest culprits. Which I understand you, it's the wide turn, but then Priuses. Priuses. Those, well, that's this, they they're both, so arrogant they don't they think anybody else turn. should be on the road. <laughs> they, yeah, that, that's yeah, but problem. they both turn so incredibly slow. 
I, I'm just ready to – I could actually walk. Priuses? Get, park my car, walk, and punch them in the face, and they still wouldn't have completed their turn. <laughs> That's, well, see, Priuses are, are, are arrogant uh, environmentalists usually. San Francisco was all Priuses yeah. for a while. Um, but yeah. here's what's interesting. Yeah. Now, have you noticed, too, there's something else I do not understand. People, if they're making a left turn, they will turn to the right first and swing wide and then turn left. Yes. Yes. Why? Why do people yeah, like do that? Like How do they some, learn that? Look, Where does that come from? It, 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 turn your wheel left. I guess they're watching. They're probably watching semi trucks too much or something. Well, yeah, it makes sense <laughs> to a semi. Look, if, if you've yeah, got a, if you're an 18 wheeler with a with a 50 foot trailer behind you, yeah, I, I would. Of course, you're gonna swing wide there. I, I'm amazed those guys can even make a turn on a, on a four lane road, but they do. Yeah. But that's that's genius, right? They back up into tiny little spaces and into loading docks, and those guys are great. Uh, that's not my problem, but my problem is people that swing wide because they'll swing into your lane, you know, into the right lane to make a left turn or in the left lane to make a right turn. Uh, I guess they all hit their back tires one time. They cut it a little too close, and rather than learn how to make the turn properly, they're swinging wide. And now you've got uh, generations of people that are swinging into the other lane to make a turn when all they have to do is turn their wheel more. <laughs> Just... what, what I think it is is that mm-hmm. they, they, haven't, they haven't connected their brain to their body movements. Mm. Um, and that comes from a lack of sports. Um, but, you know, because what I have seen a lot of times is people who will, like, look over their shoulder, you know, one of their shoulders, you know, into their blind spot. And while mm-hmm. they're looking one way, their body automatically turns the wheel the opposite way. Yeah, you, you, the wheel turns where you're looking. It yeah. just does. That's, in, that's instinctive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting yeah. that, uh, well, do we have, I always want to take one of those pro racing courses, those pro driver courses, because I think yeah. we're pretty good at it. I mean, I don't drive fast normally. People laugh at me, but I can drive fast. I have driven fast. I, I won't say exactly where or when in the, in the interest of not incriminating <laughs> myself, but I have had a, a, an old Dodge up to 120 miles an hour. I'm not going to say where or when, but it happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I can drive fast. And I know it because the car lifted up. Uh, anybody that knows when you go over 100 miles an hour in, in an old car, uh, the air gets under it. It tends to rise. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's how I can prove that I did it. Because I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> we're, we're floating. <laughs> I better slow down. <laughs> anyway, uh, but live to tell about it. But so that, that's my impetuous youth, and, you know, and I'll deny it if anybody asks me. Um, but, yeah, so, but people don't drive. They don't, they don't push their cars like we used to. We used to test ourselves, you know, like the skidding, like the things like that. But people are just weenies today. I mean, they really are. They won't do anything. Yeah. They're scared to, yeah, to, to come out of the house and, you know, the, and be, be triggered or have their, you know, the, you know, do something other than what was, you know, pre-approved by their electronic media. It's weird. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the increase of anxiety in the world. You um, think? You know, people are being programmed to be afraid of every little thing. Oh, that's um, true. And, and so, and I think that Cowards. anything that's out, of, yeah, and anything out of the norm is mm-hmm. is a subconscious trigger that it, it, it could be dangerous. But where the um, men? Where, you know, I, know, I mean, yeah, guys well, I know, show that's off. What I know. And, and honestly, you know, the, the men seem to be worse than the women when it comes to driving in the rain. Yeah, believe it. Well, we, you know, it's interesting because I've worked with young people, and the guys, I'll ask them, so what are your ambitions? What's going on? What's exciting? What's new? Oh, nothing, man. I'm just tired. I said, you're tired? I said, I'm three times your age. I could be your grandfather. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm not mm-hmm. tired. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you people? You know, life is exciting. Every week I have a story. Something like like yesterday, uh, we had uh, we had both Naomi Wolf and Alan Dershowitz cancel. We improvised the whole show. You know, so what? We just do it. <laughs> Life goes yeah. on. You know, adapt, overcome. What what the clinics would say the uh, the Marine thing is? Improvise, adapt, overcome. 
So we did. I don't know. We did just fine. Yeah. Josie was there. Piazza yeah. was there. We had a great time. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, men are, men are babies. Men are, men are girls. Yeah, the girly man. Yeah, you know, as Arnold used to say and on Saturday Night Live, yeah, we're going to bump you up, you girly man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> A little reminiscing there. So, so, so let's get into uh, what happened yesterday. With uh, first of all, let's talk about Birch and McCarthy. Yeah, let's go so, over testosterone problems. We, we've already yeah. covered under testosterone. <laughs> now let's get over on our on our testicular Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind yeah, of maybe, now, maybe yeah maybe that Freudian slip is on purpose. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever it is, it seems to be it seems to be a theme we're developing for the whole show. But it, it, seems it to is. Work. So yeah, we got under testicular, and we've got under testicular. So we're going to cover both ends of the testicular spectrum. <laughs> yeah, this is our word today. I am I am Doctor Fred, the counter to Doctor Wills. Go ahead, we're going to talk about good sex and the bad sex and other testosterone. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if this is over testosterone or just very childish, immature behavior. But yesterday, uh, Senate, Senator Birch from Tennessee was uh, interviewing with NPR. Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy came uh, walking past him and kind of nudged him with his elbow. And, you know, and, and as kids, I mean, now I don't know what their relationship is, but I remember as kids, we would do that all the time. You of know, course. Just, you know, if, if a guy's talking to a girl or something, we kind of nudge him closer to the girl as we're walking by. You know, something along No, we just walk by the girl and say, thanks for last night. I mean, this is, this yeah. is what we were <laughs> Well, we, we weren't as, as bold, but um, it was uh, much we were more we, about we, we had a We had a different uh, level of, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we were uh, more about embarrassing. We were more about embarrassing the guy than, you know. Well, that would embarrass the guy, especially if the they girl. wanted the, the girl. No, that was definitely embarrassing yeah. the guy. The girl knew we were kidding because we always did it with friends. You know, so anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, he nudged him and he kept walking, and hmm. then Senator Birch says on air, "Yeah, um, hey, what a jerk!" That was the first words out of his mouth. Was what a jerk. <laughs> That's funny though. He he tur- he turns around, chases down McCarthy, and the NPR reporters following on foot, and really? the exchange was uh, Birch telling McCarthy he was. He, uh, he, he called him a chicken. I'm sure he wanted to call him something else after that. Um, yeah. But called him a chicken, and you know, and basically questioned why he felt it necessary to hit him with the elbow. Uh, but you so can't McCarthy really hits. What, all right, wait a minute. Yeah. McCarthy hits Birch or nudges Birch, Birch with his elbow. Was it intentional? You would have to say yes, um, because you know, I mean, it, it, I, of course, I'm listening to the report on the radio. I didn't get to actually see the video on this. That's NPR, uh, right? But it, NPR. So, right. and, um, and going with our theme today, I'm going to call that National Penis Radio. Sorry. Okay. Um, so <laughs> an artistic you know, report. You so, but <laughs> like as you know, with most as you know with most reports, right? Um, you know, I mean, anytime you have a interview, stuff like that, there's usually a big space, or they may catch you when you're coming out the door, but you come to the side. So, mm-hmm. there, depending on where he was, there should have been enough space for McCarthy to walk by. But you know, I mean. I, I'm going to side with McCarthy on this one, that this was a innocent um, prank, prank, I'll call it, more or less, kind of like what we did in high school. That's why I'm calling it, you know, the immature behavior and not so much testicular behavior. Um, okay, but, yeah. now, uh, but now our local representative, Matt Gates, um, has decided, and I keep calling him Senator Birch. It's actually Representative Birch. I'm, I apologize okay. for that. Well, I want to hear about um, Manly but, Matt Gates. What, what did Manly yeah, Matt but, Gates have to say about it? 
<laughs> so now he wants to file assault charges on McCarthy. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Bad timing, Matt. <laughs> Matt, you've already, yeah. you've already beaten McCarthy. Don't don't beat a dead horse. Okay, let him go. Let him alone. Let him let him walk away. He's only going to yeah, get violent so. and, and and retaliate. Don't do that. And things come back to bite yeah, you. So you know, it just does. So, you know, it does. I mean, even even as a joke, which I'm assuming uh, Matt Gates uh, said it as as you know tongue in cheek type of situation, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just not a good it, it, the timing. Yeah. You know, he didn't land the punch. Don't gloat over your victories. It's, yeah, it's exactly. not good politics. Yeah, yeah. So, so that well, was let me that. ask about uh, let me ask you about the the speaker thing because I, I post a, a from the, you know the Who song. Here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. So I kind of borrowed yeah. that theme and and uh, said, here comes the new speaker, same as the old speaker. We've got a CR again, and I'm once again contemplating uh, turning in my Republican uh, re- voter registration, becoming independent again because they disgust me yet again. I promise they do that if they if they pass another CR. So I might have to just honor that and just go up into uh, you know go see Tappy. Tappy Villane is our is our elections person. Say hey Tappy, it's me again. Oh Greg, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, time to be independent again. Oh Greg. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you. Um, okay. I because? think that we're finally making proper strides. Now it, it is baby steps, and it's not the sledgehammer that you want. Yeah, from babies. Uh, but, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what we, what uh, the new bill that they're trying to pass right now will mm-hmm. have huge ramifications going in the future, and that mm-hmm. is basically uh, changing the way funding is in the government. And what I mean, going, going back to, to appropriations bills. I mean, going back to appropriations bills. That's not a change forward. That's a change back. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's actually yeah. in the House rules. Well, I, I they have to have back. I appropriations just said, bills. I just said they're changing, and and the mm-hmm. changes. What the change is, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you know, each department won't get funded in October. One of them may get funded in April. One may get in June. Um, and that way, yes. And so that turns into more of a line item veto type of situation. Um, much better. Um, you know, I think it will take some meta- uh, a different mentality of Congress to work that all out. But it definitely has. It's actually very smart. Uh, um, this is, is. I, I didn't know about this. This is a good idea because what it'll do is make the budget process constant. So the government will never shut down. It'll, there won't be that pressure to pass everything because, you know, you might lose a department this month. Well, you make them up next month. The pressure will be to get that department funded, but it won't be to get the whole government funded. So they can't use this ridiculous excuse. And ever since the, the first shutdown, I think, during Obama, when he blamed uh, the Republicans for it, they've been terrified of a government shutdown that isn't a shutdown. We all yep. know it's not a shutdown, but everybody lies that it is a shutdown. But almost everything keeps going anyway, except for the, uh, the borrowing, <laughs> which they have to do on their own. But, uh, it, you know, so, yeah, this might not be a bad idea, but I still don't like the idea of a CR. Why didn't they do that this time? What was, what was the holdup this time? Not uh, time? Well, not new, this- new speaker? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this just got presented um, this okay. week, so I think that they're supposed to be voting on it uh, this week, if or maybe hmm. next week, if I'm not. So, but the the idea is the right idea. I think they're heading in the right direction. Um, but you know, it's a it's a mentality when you have a bunch of old dogs. You know, it's hard to teach them new tricks. Um, and, I don't and, want to teach them new know, tricks. I want them out to pasture. <laughs> I want I'm sitting. I want I want them in that that kennel. You know, watching the sunset. <laughs> you know, like like uh, right. like Brandon. Brandon Obama needs to be on the on the porch watching sunsets. Speaking of Brandon Obama, do you see the title of the show today? I, I got a little bit uh, extreme in my view here. It's called uh, APEC, which is the Asian Pacific Economic Conference (SF). Xi Jinping yep. instructs Brandon Obama. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> That's the title of the show today. Well, you know, uh, since we only have a few minutes left, uh, let's talk about that left. real quickly. You got ten. Yeah. Minutes well, left. I. 
I, I'm probably going to have to cut you short here because I got someone standing uh, at my front door waiting on me. <laughs> Are they tapping their feet? Are they tapping their feet yet? Uh, he will eventually. <laughs> okay, when, when, when will that happen? Uh, then keep talking. Okay, go ahead. Yes, exactly. So uh, it, it wasn't it quite amazing how nice San Francisco looked this week. Well, I've heard, I haven't seen, but we got Bianca on later on, and she's in San Francisco, so we're going to get the full report. Uh, but apparently, it looks beautiful. <laughs> you know, so so the poop is gone, yeah. the the homeless are gone, the needles are off the streets. What what what's happening? Did they, they the street cleaners went through the the mission? The excuse me, the 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 tenderloin. What happened? They they went. They just did a clean clean sweep and cleaned up everything along the parade route of uh, the Chinese for the Chinese president. And so, what, you know, kind of like wait, wait, China, wait, wait. He's getting a parade? Well, okay, not a parade parade, but, you know, he has to make it from the airport to where they meet and from their hotel, so all that is blocked off. So it's kind of um, – Yeah, yeah, Bianca told us about that last week. It's a, it's a whole – well, it's, yeah. the, it's the Moscone Center, which is a, the worst place to hold a conference because it's surrounded by half of San Francisco. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the whole South of Market area, uh, and it, it yeah. jams up badly with traffic, and now it's going to be worse. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, you know, so I call it pray, but it's very similar to Beijing did during the Olympics, where they, uh, for two blocks, three blocks around uh, all the Olympic centers, it looked beautiful, mm-hmm. but they put, but they built huge walls to block, uh, so people couldn't see all the slums and the scum on the other side of the wall. So you know, it, on TV, it looked really nice, mm-hmm. um, and, but then anytime a reporter tried to shoot over the wall. Uh, trying to block the feed. Um, oh yeah, they were taking away cameras. Yeah, I watched that. I remember that yeah. reporter in particular had a movie camera and or or a video camera, and they, they basically took the camera. Oh yeah, that's like. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the Taj Mahal? Uh, pictures of the Taj Mahal is absolutely beautiful. Yes. Right. Same thing. Look, look like half a mile away from it. <laughs> it's a total slum. Yep. It is. Yeah, and so it, it looks are deceiving. Yeah, that's why when it I went is, to it, East it, Berlin. When I went to mm-hmm. East Berlin and crossed the Berlin Wall back in 1982, uh, they had the, the Karl Marx Platz, which is their little showpiece. It's kind of like, you know, communist Disneyland. And, and it was like an amusement park kind of thing. And then you get, and that's what most people saw. Oh, communism's not so bad. Well, I walked 10 miles into the city and I saw everything. I saw what communism really looks like. Once you yep. get beyond the showplace, it's a very different, uh, completely different environment. Yeah. So I understand. Exactly. Anyway. How's your but Greg, he is front? tapping his foot, so I do have to uh, go earn my dollar for today. And okay. uh, I will be back in two weeks uh, with uh, another report. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, because we, Thanksgiving, we got Thanksgiving next week. And next week's Wednesday show, I have to delay an hour uh, to get Dr. Brian Artis on. So uh, that's, sometimes I'll do that for very special guests. Have a great Thanksgiving, Bill. Um, talk to you later if you want to call in. Okay. Uh, we still, we, Thanksgiving is not a definite show, but I'm trying to get a bunch of reporters to call in. If I get enough, we'll call in. We'll have a free-for-all. All right, sir. Sounds great. All right. right. See you later. Get the toe tapper. (laughs) Well, anyway, what I might do at this particular point uh, is as Wednesdays are just jammed with people. Let me get all my my critical information in at this time. What is it now? 723. Wendy's going to call in in a few minutes, but this way I won't have to take a break later on in the show. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat, 
at the bottom of the broadcast page, available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grace Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. 
You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Dangerously cool. Okay, we're back, and I've got uh, Wendy going to be checking in here in just a minute, and we'll get to her. So, yeah, Wednesdays, I never get a chance to play things till the end. So it's kind of uh, interesting this time. Uh, in fact, I may get uh, – I don't know if Wendy's heard our Action Radio Diversity Workshop. It's my latest satire piece, and I intend to write a whole bunch more of them. But, uh, but Bill's absolutely right about uh, what's going on. The, the, um, in fact, John's on the line. He might appreciate this, too, from uh, the Women's Firearm Academy. Uh, he does a Friday report at uh, 8.30, although I think I might just combine him, uh, uh, he, excuse me, and, and Candy, uh, who does the Black Mama Bear uh, gun report um, into to like a group report because they're both so good together. It's great. Um, anyway, so uh, we did a show uh, on dueling. And I think I'm going to bring it back. Well, at least I'll put it on my Facebook page. But we actually did. We, we seriously considered dueling because we've got such girly men in office right now. They don't fight. They don't argue. They don't do anything. And now, now the testosterone has gone a little bit overboard. And some of the Republicans are actually picking fights with each other. It's like, you idiots, don't fight with each other. Fight with the Democrats, but don't physically fight them because they'll just go cry and run home to mommy and claim you know, racism. Uh, so you can't do that. But uh, verbally. You know, fight them and challenge them. And I'm really disgusted that this CR, this this uh, uh, continuing resolution, which basically funds the illegal Brandon Obama uh, insurrection, you know, for another however many months this one does while they're getting their act together. Um, I understand why uh, Mike Johnson did it. Uh, I don't like it. I wish he had just, uh, you know, just uh, cut, uh, picked a continuing resolution from, I don't know, three years ago. You know, fun things like that, or, or I mean, or, or at least you know, a couple of years ago, so the funding levels are way down. Pre-COVID, pick a pre-COVID continuing resolution and do that. They could have done that; uh, that would have been better. But uh, this is basically, as as Marjorie Taylor Greene says, Nancy Pelosi's budget continuing. Disgusted, and so it reminded me of the Who song, which is why I post this on Facebook. You know, here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. You know, that that song, right? Don't uh, who uh, was it? Uh, don't get fooled again. Um, oh, by the way, I've learned to play. Oh, that's what I should. I've started to make a series of uh, um, guitar videos. So if you go to my my YouTube channel, Greg Penglis, you'll see uh, uh, it's not political. It's, it's I, I'm doing a series on improvising, and I think I've, I've got to do that. I've got to do when I do the Who uh, song. I actually have, have found a way to simulate the the, uh, the synthesizer at the beginning. Beginning do 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 do. You know that part, right? And so I so it's it's a it's a synthesizer, and I actually do it on the guitar. You know. Annually, finger picking, hybrid picking. So, so for those musicians, you might want to uh, take a look at that. Anyway, so the the, the fighting that's going on, uh, they're they're misdirecting, they're doing all kinds of things. But I, uh, you know, back at the time, back in the 1700s, and even earlier in Europe, um, where they didn't have computers, uh, you know, anybody can forge a signature. You know, the the only thing you had was your word, and your word was your bond. And if you ever, you know, gave your word and broke your word, nobody would ever trust you again. But they had a code of honor, a really strong code of honor. This is something I might want to take up. Uh, John, I know you're listening. We might want to take this up Friday. Um, but they had dueling. And everybody thinks, oh, that's disgusting, you know. And with pistols, it is disgusting. I mean, Alexander Hamilton was killed by Aaron Burr. You know, one lucky shot, he's dead. Swords, 
you know, and I'm not in favor of killing people and dueling, but uh, if, if you really believe in your convictions, if you really believe in your convictions and you're willing to, to face somebody with a sword that can kill each other, you know, and, and don't go, you, know, you don't want to go to the death, but uh, first cut. Okay. So if you're willing to stand, you know, if you, if you believe in your thing, your, your argument strongly enough that you're willing to stand there toe to toe with somebody with a sword, you know, where you can each kill each other, you know, and it, like I say, if you maintain your distance, you know, you're going to be okay. Uh, swords can only go to the length of your arm, but you know, there's stuff that happens anyway. Uh, I did some college, actually quite a bit of college fencing. So uh, I know a little bit about swords, not a whole lot, but I know enough. Anyway, the point is that duel, if you're willing to face your opponent in a duel, you know, you better feel pretty strongly about what you're, what you're saying. And so in, in many ways, I think that would, uh, would be fascinating to, I know the women would do it. <laughs> Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. They duel with a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hysterical. In fact, uh, you know, they have this, this nice little softball or ba- no, they actually have a baseball game. So the Republicans and the Democrats do a baseball game. What they really need is a fencing match. That'd be much more fun. Uh, I, I'm in a silly mood today. Like I said, we've got Thanksgiving next week, and uh, we'll see what happens. But right now, I'm disgusted with the Republicans. Like I say, I understand doing a CR, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And so here comes the new speaker, same as the old speaker. <laughs> Let's get to Wendy. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This it's Christianity with a kick. Hey, Wendy, did you ever hear our, our new uh, Action Radio Diversity Workshop? No. Would you like to? Or do you have a jam-packed no, half hour? Please. I, I, how can I go through life missing this? I have to know. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days I can tell. You put Bill and Wendy together. I'm always, I was listening to the first five minutes with Bill. He cracked me up. He misspoke, and I capitalized on it in a way that I really don't want to say again. <laughs> You've got to listen to it. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty funny. Let me see where I, where did I put my diversity workshop. Ah, here we go. So, uh, yeah, just sit back and listen and tell me what you think. Hello there. At Action Radio, we have noticed that the Brandon Obama occupation coup has been replacing the entire federal government with black women, preferably lesbian black women, Kareem Abdul-Jean-Pierre Skyhook being the most prominent example. This is hardly diversity, equity, or inclusion. It's exactly the opposite. We, however, at Action Radio are undeterred by this massive segregation. So to redress our grievance against the race regime, we have come up with our own program to achieve balance once again. We call it the Action Radio Diversity Workshop. With just a few minor changes from standard DEI lesson plans and curricula, everyone should be able to adapt to our course right away. So here we go. All the instructors are white men. Black participants have to go in whiteface for the duration of the class. Outside of class exercises in whiteface will include applying for a job at the post office, making a civil rights claim, taking a scholastic exam, and finally being accused of white supremacy. Women as an outside exercise will have to apply for government contracts and college scholarships while identifying as a white man with a picture of a white guy on your application. All trans folks will have to trans back just to see what they gave up. LGBTQ folks for our lab assignment will be encouraged to have sex with someone of the opposite sex, and since there is only one opposite, this should make your choice easier. 
Class charges for black and Hispanic students will be $500 per student, most of which will be distributed back to the white and Asian students as reparations for affirmative action. Illegal aliens in the class will be identified in the citizenship check and will have their assets seized and their illegal children born in the U.S. will have their citizenship corrected back to that of their parents. And then they can leave the country. Oh, and their requirement to take this class will uh, then be waived. This workshop will be taught in standard English. All materials will be presented in English. And your personal pronouns are I and me. Women will be referred to as she, men as he, and two or more people only as we, if you know them, and they, if you do not. Card-carrying members of the Democrat Party will be brought to the front of the class where they will be accused of racism for keeping black Americans on a plantation, extortion for creating wokeness, and will have to drink black rifle coffee, have a lunch from My Patriot Supply, and nap on my pillows. Shooting class in the afternoon will include all of the misnamed assault weapons, including the AR-15 and the AK-47, which you will call Freedom Rifles. And yes, this is a graduation requirement. All students will be required to recite these truths at the beginning of each hour. White lives matter. George Floyd was killed by a drug overdose. Affirmative action is racism. Diversity only exists with divergent opinions. There are only two sexes. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Marriage is not a right. It is a contract. Electric cars are terrible for the environment. We need carbon dioxide replacement in the atmosphere. So I want a V8 pickup truck. January 6th was a deep state coup. The 2020 election was stolen. American citizenship comes from an American parent not being born on U.S. dirt. Climate change is a hoax. Guns are essential to freedom. The COVID vaccine is not safe and effective. Government experts are morons. Government education is indoctrination. God is the source of your rights by birthright. And finally, we are all Americans, except for the illegals. So as the final lesson of the Action Radio Diversity Workshop, people will go to our barbecue, where they will watch on the big viewing screens Charlton Heston Biblical Epics and John Wayne Films. The Action Radio Diversity Workshop, your passport back to a sane, logical, and truly equal America, available every weekday at blogtarradio.com slash citizen action. <laughs> And that, that was the first take, too. I mean, I just I just rolled all of it out and just set it to the music, and that's how it came out. And every woke person in America and across the world in 30 seconds or less. Actually, it was four minutes. But I, I think you're right, though. That was truly inclusive. Yeah, it was. It included absolutely everybody who could possibly you know, start okay, their day with, you know, Shooting coffee out their nose. And <laughs> I don't have. I don't have to do another satire piece. That pretty much covers everything. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Before you go today, I'll play a Christmas yeah. greeting I made three years ago. So that was kind of interesting too. So your turn. I'm done. I'm just going to listen now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny that you start off with that because we were going to talk about peace and what that really means. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's do that. And. Oh, now that we've introduced our, okay. our topic, yeah. <laughs> Such an ironic intro to this little topic. It's, a, it's actually a, a pretty big topic because, you know, people who are not at peace um, mm-hmm. are not happy unless they agitate and bring chaos everywhere. 
Yeah, that's very true. Misery loves company. Narcissists aren't happy unless they're destroying somebody else's life because their lives will never be happy. And as I call them, empty black holes of eternal selfishness. That's how I describe them. Anyway, back to you. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not that misery loves company. Misery loves miserable company. Misery Mm. hates happy company. So, yeah. Um, yeah, think think about that. Let that sink in, folks. <laughs> no, it's true. No, I agree. And and so it's the the reason that God <clears throat> uh, tells us over and over and over, yeah, you know, be at peace, be at peace, be at peace. Let rest, you know, peace rest upon this place. And if they don't, um, if there's not peace in the house, and and they do not uh, bless you, do not leave your peace there. Okay, it's like peace is, peace is something that, thing that you can actually give and leave places. Mm-hmm. So that means the opposite is true as well. So people can bring in chaos and leave chaos there in, in their wake, you know, when they leave. So it's really important that we do a self-check uh, and, and see where we are. Because if you have no peace inside, then you are literally running around with anxiety and chaos and strife and drama and all the crud that nobody wants to be you know, dealing with because it's you bringing it in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Just, you know, now, I think of uh, several uh, work situations <clears throat> where we have a really good crew and everything's fine, but there's one person that nobody likes that screws it up for absolutely everybody. And every time they're there, it's terrible. Everybody's in a bad mood. Nothing gets done. Um, whereas if, if any one of the, the decent there's people always in this room, one. Carry on, there's always one. It's, it's, just, it's crazy. And they yeah. draw all the attention themselves. They cause all the problems. Uh, they try to make everybody else, you know, the, the, the ones who are actually the problem when it's them. And you just wish they'd go away. It's like, boss, get rid of this person. They're making everybody else yeah. miserable. Move them somewhere else. Move them to you know, Greenland. You know, find an operation there. You know, get, get them out of the company. Um, <laughs> But it's just it's crazy it's that uh, how much impact one negative person can have on on an entire group of positive people. It's terrible. It is terrible. So you know, let's let's all take a moment today to examine ourselves. You know, if if we're all in a room and there's that one person that's negative in the room and bringing chaos and drama and strife and contention and arguments and all everything else, is it, is it you? <laughs> Yeah, check yourself. Is is it me doing this? Because if everybody else seems to be fine, hmm. <laughs> and if you um, walk into a room and everything looks fine, and you find it boring, and you just feel like it just needs to be needs to be stirred up and and get some chaos in there, check the spirit, okay? Because that's that's not of God. And when He says peace, and, and just, <clears throat> do what? I said now you tell me. Oh, and here's, here's the thing. Don't ask. Our Western <laughs> idea of peace means um, lack of conflict. Oh. Um, and okay. and yeah. that's hmm. not what the biblical definition of peace is. Right. Okay. So um, in, in the Jewish community, I love um, how they do that because it's shalom or shalom as they call it <clears throat> is, is, what we would define as peace, but that's not what it means um, in the Hebrew. And so when you, and Jesus was a Jew, he was a Jewish rabbi. When he said shalom to somebody or peace to somebody, it wasn't what we think, 
here in the Western culture of what peace is. He's not saying, may you have lack of war, okay? <laughs> that's, that's or lack of conflict. Oh, okay, <clears throat> yeah, this is yeah, interesting. That's not what he's saying. Need the rabbi. So, like a rabbi from Brooklyn to come on the show and explain this to us. So it'll be a great thing. Then we go to the deli and we have some gefilte fish. Go ahead, tell me, tell me what the, what the, the interpretation would be. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in a silly mood today. But no, seriously, though, okay. um, <laughs> this makes no. This makes a lot of sense, though, because the, the the people run from conflict and they actually they actually lose peace, which is probably where you're going with this. That uh, that the lack of conflict can actually create far more disturbance and war because you're avoiding conflict so much, you're not dealing, you're not creating peace, you're avoiding conflict, and it doesn't have the desired effect. Would that be right? Well, could be an offshoot of it, but when um, when God is saying shalom or be at peace he's talking about because shalom is translated as make it good or shall surely pay or make full restitution or to restore so to make something whole in other words so if Hmm. if someone had something stolen from them Mm -hmm. um, the person had to not only restore the thing stolen but they had to restore the the well-being of the person's mind that that they could forgive them and and have peace with them again. So it it was it's not just the things that were stolen. It was the peace of mind. It was the trust relationship. It was all these things um, because the the soul was disturbed. There mm-hmm. there was not peace in the soul. So you have to make all of that right with somebody. <clears throat> So it just wasn't the, the practical no, that, restoration uh, of things that, that were stolen. It was the overall sense of uh, fullness and completeness in mind, body, and their estate. That's, you know, it's interesting that's, to that's the, the order. You know, the, like Western thought does not include, the, doesn't think of property as value. It's like if someone steals your, your brand new beautiful TV. You know, well, it's only TV set, it's only property. So wait a minute, you know, I worked how many hours so that I've, I've looked forward to that for so long, you know, and they don't value property as, as uh, you know, it's only the property itself, the dollars and cents for what it's worth, as opposed to what it means to you. Or like if someone steals a, a family heirloom or, or, you know, breaks a chair that's been in the family for 300 years, that's only a chair. No, it's not. It's 300 years of family history. And there's uh, people don't value property in making you whole. And they, they sort of disregard that. And I think that's that's, you know, you know, at our peril because we, we lose lose our sense. And if you if you're gonna make somebody whole for stealing stuff, then this this you know is a lot better way of doing it. And we should hopefully reduce the idea that it's just property it doesn't matter. That's how we get this massive shoplifting. Well, it's not yours; it's the company's. Who cares? Well, right. <laughs> this is a lot more right. true than that. Yeah, it's not that simple. You know. Right. Huh. Well, and and depending on on how shalom is used, um, or shalom, however people want to pronounce it, whatever part of the world you're in. But it also incorporates um, the well-being um, of your health. So right. it's not just your mental state, your emotional state, um, your material possession state is also about your health. So it's, it's like this all-encompassing um, peace and well-being and, and being made whole to every part of your life. So I love the actual meaning of shalom. And and what that really means, and and I really wish that here in the Western culture we we would incorporate all of that. But because we are, our language is not near as full as Hebrew, 
Um, and well, even we, in, what would be the equivalent though? If we had to come up with a, with a, an English expression equivalent to Shalom, what would it be? Um, putting you on the spot as I do. Well, it, it would probably, you, may you be, it, it, you couldn't just reduce it to one word, you know, you just, no, um, I, mean, I wouldn't, I, and, you know, may you be whole you know, in all things, so it, you know, I mean, there's, uh, you know, may your life be blessed and be, be whole, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's you, an interesting thought. May you, Go ahead. Be, may you be full of well-being and health and may prosperity in every area of your life be upon you. That's, that's what it would be. Yeah. Shalom's a lot shorter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, so like, now, um, are, are, may you lack nothing, in other words. Now, are modern-day Jews conscious of the full meaning of this word? Because I've never heard this explained before, and I'm wondering, you know, I've had Jewish friends since high school. <laughs> you know, half the band would be off during Jewish holidays. Um, and this never came up. I mean, it would say shalom, but I mean, is this, is this taught in Jewish synagogues and temples? Is this passed down through families what this word means? Because you don't hear this very often. Well, I've never heard it. it I'm just it, curious. If, if they're, well, if they're practicing Jews, they would know. You okay. know, if they're brought up in synagogue and, and all that stuff, then they would understand that. But so many people are not anymore. You know, the Jewish mm. um, faith is, is just as um, watered down as Christianity is today. <laughs> and um, because they just don't, the, the younger generations don't see the importance of, of keeping the, the teachings and the traditions and, and the, the real meanings of things, you know. So um, it's kind of like um, we, we use letters for, for entire phrases now, you know, like when you're texting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. You, you don't get the, the full thing written out anymore. You just get these little letters and you just kind of, okay, I, I kind of, your brain says, well, I know that um, I, I, K, R, I know, right? You know, okay, well. <laughs> See, I, I don't but, do but well with, not... with those things. It took me a while to figure out WTF, for example, but I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, <clears throat> what the fluff? So there's, um, it's just in the front door. To understand, <laughs> Sorry. yeah, yeah, to, to, to really un- understand the full meaning of things and, and don't let mm-hmm. that get lost um, because it means so much more. And in, in modern Hebrew, you know, the, mm-hmm. they, they don't use shalom anymore as, as, as a meaning. You know, the older people do, but, but the younger generation is meshlamka, um, um, which Mishlamka? has shalom in there. But it, it, and they're saying, how are you? But it literally means, how is your completeness? Or, or how is your peace? Huh. So yeah, there's so much. Still uh, it, it's like how the commandments get screwed up, too. You know, the difference between thou shalt kill and thou shalt, or thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not murder. You know, completely different meanings. I mean, shalom is much more. Uh, much deeper meaning than I thought. But I was wondering about that because you don't hear about uh, uh, younger generations. Well, I think, you know, it's like people, as they get older, they, they sort of see more of their mortality and they see more of, you know, how much time you have left to do stuff. 
and uh, it's it's a different sense. And you see your place, and this almost, we've talked about this before. This is kind of like a a soul body separation where you can see your body, you know, ending at some point, and your soul continues. And and until you realize that, I don't think people really see the significance of God and religion and you know all these things in in our lives directly. Because kids, they don't see that. They don't have that separation yet. They don't. They're just they're they're not no. as conscious or self aware. And so I understand that, but that doesn't mean we don't teach them. Uh, and the value of words, you know, we, I use words here. I was just reading something. Who was it? Uh, oh, Naomi Wolf, who was supposed to be on the show yesterday, along with Alan Dershowitz, who was supposed to be on the show yesterday. <laughs> it was quite mm-hmm. a day. We, we, imp- we improvised the whole show. It was, it was great. Anyway, but Naomi was talking about the power of language. And I use language all the time. You know, if, I, if you say GOP, you know, and then I say, oh, yeah, gelding old party. That's a completely different meaning. You know, assault yeah. rifle or, 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 or uh, freedom weapon. Completely different meanings. Uh, you know, rhino versus transgender Democrat, <laughs> completely different meanings. So language is, exactly. is powerful. And if people don't, and I say this jokingly, but uh, I do these things all the time. But if you don't understand the true meaning of words, and, and they don't, people don't, they're, they're texting, they, they've, devalued, they've devalued punctuation, they've devalued spelling, they've devalued everything, and the language is rich. English is an incredibly rich language. Uh, and it's easy to screw up too, because like ten words can mean sort of the same thing, maybe. But if you really know your words, the, the subtleties and nuances, you're going to use different words for different situations. Same thing with religious words. You know, words out of the out of uh, the Bible, out of Scripture. Uh, I don't see them as the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. But yeah, huh? Makes sense. So peace is very important. You know, not not just the absence of war, but the inner peace and well-being of every area of your life. Um, and so when somebody says, you know, shalom to you, it is so much deeper. They, they are wishing you well-being in absolutely every area and nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing, nothing lacking. So um, I, I would really ask everybody, I'm seriously, you know, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but take a moment today. Do you have that peace that God is talking about? Do you have that? Because that's his peace. That's not the kind of peace the world gives, right? That's his peace. And, and he's saying that you can have that. If you are missing that kind of peace in your life inside um, where everything is made whole and restored, then he's the one that can give it to you. So I'm just saying, if, if, do a little inventory control. If you don't have it, go ask God for it. And, you know, you just say, Jesus, I need this. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I want this. Matter of fact, the whole world needs this right now. <laughs> we really, really yeah. need to be at peace. And because well, that, and that's the kind of thing that gets you through the, the crazy stuff that's fixing to happen. You know, and, and having been on both sides of that fence, uh, it's really interesting when things used to bother me. And, and things still happen, but they don't bother me. You know, and I've talked about being right. desperately poor and I've had, you know, a few cans of food this week and I have to, you know, be really careful. And, uh, and I was like, I'm okay. You know, I mean, and I've been completely broke. And it's like, it's okay. You know, I mean, I'm going to have enough. It doesn't matter. This is going to go on. Action Radio is going to go on. I'm going to go on. I've got a mission. There's something I have to do. Actually, a lot of things I have to do. It's going to be fine. You know, I remember when my car was broken and I couldn't work and, uh, you know, and things were really bad and, uh, and, uh, but they were that never, was <laughs> it was tough, but I'm, you know, but I wasn't worried about it. I said, okay, I'm going to get right. through this. You know, and I don't think you can be truly fearless without God. If it's just you, there's a lot of things to be afraid of, but if it's you and God, yep. 
then there's no real reason to be afraid. And it doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen or you're not going to have struggles or conflicts, which leads to my question. Can you have peace without conflict or at least have gone through conflict? Uh, peace seems to me a resolution state. It is, not a, it is not an initiated state. So you have to get to peace. And that might be conflict with family, might be conflict with yourself, conflicts, you know, job conflict, uh, morals conflict, you know, relationship conflict. But you cannot be truly at peace until you've resolved a bunch of stuff. Now, is that in scripture or is that just an idea? Well, I love the scripture um, that says, may, may peace overtake you. Um, and what that actually means is, um, and well, it says in several places, but if you, if you look up the word peace, it's, it depends on how it's used in, in the sentence, just like in Greek. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's talking about um, where it is possible with you. As, as long as it is relying upon you, be at peace with all men. Mm-hmm. If you can, right? I mean, that's the goal. Um, is to, to be able to get along and, and make sure everybody is taken care of and everybody's doing well. Um, but there's always that one, right? <laughs> and so the, the, the way... Negative Nelly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is the idea of, um, of having peace is chase it down and take it by force if necessary. That's the actual... Thing when it, when it says you know to to when it's all possible if it's up to you you know be at peace with all men but so he's saying that if you have to use force to get peace do it that's why well, we have militaries ah oh, but that kind of explains our Israeli Hamas conflict right now and I find it very strange uh, and I post this on Facebook that nobody's called for Hamas to uh, you know pay restitution or admit guilt or renounce terrorism or anything they're they're okay I mean they're they're like the, or, they're like or, the or victims even though they're the perpetrators right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the hostages you know, and, and, that they still have yeah yeah and all this kind of stuff and there was a guy that just did a um, um, uh, a video. In fact, I, I saw it on One American News, and I, I found it on another uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's an Israeli soldier who's going into, he goes down the tunnel into Gaza from Israel, comes up in a hospital, and in the basement there's all these rocket-propelled grenades and Kalashnikov AK-47s and all this other stuff. So interesting hospital equipment, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but we don't, yeah, do okay. we don't well, I got to do a better Jewish accent, I'll work on it. But anyway, but there he is, yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, and it's just, it just proves the lie over and over again. And these idiots that are out there, you know, protesting, they're dangerously protesting, you know, that Israel is an occupied country. That's why it was interesting that you saw the coin post, right? Where they had a coin from 1700 yeah. years ago or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just posted Barry Shaw from Israel, uh, who is one of the few people that can post directly on any of our pages is on the, uh, the action radio, uh, international news group. Cause he's posting about Israel all the time. Cause he's there. <laughs> so, you know, pretty good source. Right. Um, but, uh, but it's interesting. Uh, did you see the post he made? And this is fascinating. It looks like I got Bonnie on the line, so I'll bring her on in a second. But did you see the post that uh, talked about what the, there's a video of what Gaza used to look like? Gaza was beautiful. No, I yeah, I mean it was paradise. Oh, it, was. it looked like Miami Beach, you know. And well, then these, it was these all along the shore, yeah. Yeah, idiots. Why they give that up? It's... So talk about. You know, so here's here's a here's a, a, a shalom. Here's a, a good shalom question. I'm going to make Bonnie live, and I'll play her theme in a bit. But uh, the idea of giving up land for peace, knowing full well that you're not going to get peace and you're going to lose land, that's not that's not shalom. That's not making you whole. That's actually doing yeah. something you know isn't going to work. 
uh, for whatever kind of pressure. That's, that's out of weakness because they knew it was going to happen. They knew it was going to be destroyed. Uh, there are no Palestinians. They're just Ottoman refugees who are uh, calling themselves Palestinians, which is fine. Um, call themselves whatever they want, but they can't live in Israel and be terrorists and try to kill Israelis. You know, I mean, my, my position is right. pretty clear on this. But how does that fit into Shalom, to the idea of, of making whole when they gave away something that was of incredible value to them for no reason and it got destroyed and they're being killed from the very place they gave away? So they're not yes, following. they are. And they're not following the, their the, own. That was, uh, the, go ahead. Well, they're not because, you know, then you get um, once everybody joined the U.N., that was a major mistake because the whole point of the UN was to wipe out Israel anyway um, and, and to control all of the, the nations, you know, the United Nations. No, mm-hmm. it means global control. That's what that means. It should be the GT or the, the GC instead of, you know, the UN. The whole goal is to control all governments of the world and you will do as we say. So it's these, and then so now every country is just a small mirror entity of that. It's and so when Israel is trying to yeah. do what? It's a state, not a nation. And people talk about the two-state solution. It's like, no, you've got one non-state and one nation. <laughs> there is no two-state That's here. exactly right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no, that's, that's all a lie. It's, it's all propaganda, and mm-hmm. they're trying to force Israel to, to do things that are, are for their own destruction and demise, and they know that. Um, mm-hmm. it, they just had to do it you know, little steps at a time, just like they've been doing for hundreds of years now. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, so everybody being against Israel is nothing new. It's, it's been from the beginning. Um, so, and people can, you know, spout whatever history that book that they want to learn out of. Um, it, if it doesn't match up with God's word, it's just not the truth. So, you know, deal with that because God's going to be the one who defends Israel, even when everybody turns their back on Israel, including the United States in, in a future time. Well, it's interesting that Barry posted a map of, of uh, I guess, uh, biblical, uh, scriptural Israel. Uh, and it's very different than what we see today. And was that part of the U.N. Very to different. Israel way down? I mean, Israel was supposed to include what is, what is now Jordan. It was supposed to be a whole lot yeah. bigger. Yes. Well, and Jordan's been mentioned in Scripture since the beginning. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just because Scripture wasn't um, in in the form of the Bible as we know it today, mm-hmm. um, it was taken from all of the scrolls that were, you know, literally written on papyrus for, you know, I mean, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, way, way, way back. You know, look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know, that predates the Bible, you know, hundreds and thousands of years so not hundreds of thousands but hundreds of years and thousands of years but that it just predates it but this is what our bible has come from is those original scrolls so you have to understand it's not you know the the leather bound king james version that we're looking at today mm-hmm. you know that this is this is the history and and the true word of the Lord that was written down. And, and we are so fortunate to have it today. So you can't discount it um, because it's now, you know, looks like a book um, and, and say that it's just, you know, not, not didn't really happen. It did. So, but you know, that's, everybody has their own choices to make. You know, we can't um, force anybody. God's not going to force you. Uh, and anybody who does try to force you is, is not, you know, operating in the spirit of God. So, um, you know, 
just be at peace, people. Just be at peace with God. Be at peace with your fellow man, you know, as, as much as it's up to you. And if you have to set boundaries to get peace in your house or peace in your life, do it. There's nothing wrong with boundaries. You know, God set them. We should. Yeah, active peace, not passive peace. That's probably the problem. Uh, Bonnie, you got a comment yes. for Wendy before I get to your report? Um, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Wendy, as I most often do. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Bonnie. <laughs> Good morning, Wendy. That, that may Have change with the report yet? that follows you. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't had coffee? What's that? Wendy? Oh. I've had coffee, but I actually came down with my daughter's cold, so I, I sound a little rough around the edges today. Oh, no. Well, Everybody's I, getting sick. What is it with you people? With, I used to get my daughter's cold. In your body? In Jesus' name, yes. in total restoration of health. Shalom to you. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Shalom to yours as well. Thank you. You need some signals for saying shalom. You need like the chicken soup, you know, it's, it's, it's the bone marrow from the chicken. It's, it's got the immunity properties, says my rabbi from Brooklyn. You got to take up the chicken soup, you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> you know, chicken soup is known as Jewish penicillin, so just letting you know. That's no, it actually does work. The bone marrow, the chicken—it's the bone marrow in the broth. Yeah. It actually has medicinal properties. Yeah. It's real. Chicken soup really does work. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It really yes. is. Okay. Well, I will uh, make room for Bonnie's report here. Looking forward to it. And um, as usual, and and if anybody needs to get in touch with me, you need to contact me on Facebook, or Wendy Arthur, Wendy Arthur, or Dimensions Ministries. And I have a new page up for those who are into art, and that's Dimensions Gallery. We are working on that now, so you can find us there. And as always, bow now, avoid the rush. Thank you, Wendy. Bye. Who is that woman behind the microphone? What stories does she have for us? Secluded in a small radio studio in a secure location, Bonnie Nesbitt presents the news of the week and then presents not the news of the week. So join us now for The B Word with Bonnie Nesbitt. Oh, and I had so many questions for you this week, too, and I've completely forgotten them. So uh, tell me. Oh. Tell me what what, what have you been thinking. Well, I know I have not forgotten the many questions as we've been discussing them, but I do want to touch on the first story that came up, especially this morning. There was a uh-huh. record gathering at the Capitol for pro-Israel. We keep hearing yeah, pro-Palestinian, pro-Palestinian. We should talk about that. So the fact yeah. that we had, yes, pro-Israel supporters, 290,000 people showed up at this rally. It is the largest mm. gathering since, I believe, 1987 when 250,000 people gathered against the Soviet Jewism that was going on to, to support Jews in that. So, so is this the largest Jewish gathering or, or it's not the largest gathering on the Capitol, um, although we've had... It's not, it's, no, no, it's, it's the largest pro-Israel pro-Israel gathering. It's the largest pro-Israel so 300, gathering. So um, 300,000 people, that's a lot That's uh, for Washington because a lot of people had to travel. Uh, uh, they, have they yes. broken down international visitors versus all around the country visitors? What, what, who came to this? No. I'm, I'm curious. Not that I've seen. I, I have okay. not seen statistics on breaking it down. I could dig into it a little bit more and find out. But what I do find mm-hmm. interesting is the fact that if you compare and contrast just like so often we would see BLM gatherings being violent because of Antifa mm-hmm. and some of the other people involved, these pro-Israel supporting people, they are not tearing down statues. They are not 
committing any violence. They are flying American flags. There's no bigotry and racism involved. It is a unification of people in a beautiful message of unity and love and support. And it just goes to speak volumes on the contrast between the the left and the right and, you know, good and evil, if you will, because everything mm-hmm. that's in them to support Israel is a message of love. And everything that is in pro-Palestinian is a message of straight up violence and hatred. Mm-hmm. It is the, the polar opposite. And we see this so often, but I hope that more people are um, motivated and, and comforted, if you will, by the fact that we are still standing for Israel in this grand number of people that are showing up at our capital to support them. We should feel justified in saying we do support Israel and not cower in our corners and say, oh, no, 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 let's just, you know, that's their country. Let them do their own thing. No, we should feel empowered. Yeah, too often we don't break stories down into good and evil uh, because people are afraid of that. That's judgmental. Uh, I'm like, well, try getting through the day without mm-hmm. judgment. You know, do you have a second cup of coffee yeah, or exactly. not? That's a judgment. Okay. So everything is a judgment. Yeah. So let's, let's yeah. get over this, this, this pretense and this, you know, basically BS that we're not, that we're not judgmental because without being judgmental, that means you're not making crisis, you know, you're not living. So good and evil. Israel's good. Hamas is evil. Mm-hmm. It's very clear to me. Correct. And I think that the, uh, it's the, the left always tries to put things in gray area. Well, it's not really the case. We don't really have two genders. Marriage is a fluid concept. Give me a break. No, it's very simple. Right. You know, marriage is between a man yeah. and a woman, sanctioned by God, licensed by the state. Any questions? <laughs> you know, right. uh, Israel exactly. is good. Israel deserves to be there. Israel's been there for however long. I'm not, you know, I don't even get into the argument anymore about who was there first and, you know, the whole, as Wendy explained, you know, and Isaac. that's not really important to me. What is important to me is how the world exists today. And how the world exists today, you've got, and I've, I've, I've made this point several times on, on different, uh, with different reporters, that the Muslim world has all of Indonesia, which is hundreds of millions of people. Uh, it's got the entire North, mm-hmm. uh, the Saharan Africa, you know, from Morocco to Egypt. That's several hundred million people. You know, you've got all the Middle East. You've got, I don't think Iran's part of the Middle East, or I don't know, is Afghanistan and Pakistan, are they considered Middle East, or are they Asia? I'm not no, sure. No, I think that they're considered Middle East. I think they're considered okay. Middle East. So from Pakistan to um, Saudi Arabia to Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, who else have we got there? And all the, all the Emirates, you know, uh, Bahrain, you know, UAE, yeah, they, all those folks. Right. You know, they're all, they're all Muslim. Right. Okay. So the Muslim world is huge. Yes. And we're talking about the Jews got a little piece of land the size of New Jersey, half of which they've already given away with right. the West Bank, Golan, and Gaza. That makes no sense. The first thing they need to do right. is take back Gaza. Now, here's, here's my theory. Right. My theory is that they invaded from the north to drive Hamas into Egypt because Egypt has the southern border of Gaza. They didn't start in the mm-hmm. south and drive north because that would have driven the, the Hamas into Israel. So, and this is, I believe right. this is a longstanding plan to drive Hamas and all the, Palestine, all the so-called Palestinian Ottomans you know, who want Israelis dead out of Israel. And it makes perfect sense. This is a longstanding plan. Um, what mm-hmm. do you think? There's way no, to I go. I agree. I think it is. Yeah, a, yeah I, th- I think it's a longstanding plan. And I think that um, Israel's prime minister is doing the right thing and being fiercely defiant and saying that we're not going to back down. We're going to kill every last Hamas person. I mean, he's pretty much publicly declared, you're already dead. It's just a matter of us finding you. <laughs> I mean, he's, now, he's but pretty he's much doing this in defiance. his ground, and that needs to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's doing this in defiance of, of uh, you know, Brandon Obama. And this is, this is, this is an Obama operation. Right. Obama hates Israel. We talked about this on the show recently, that uh, he favors the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood was in the White House several times. Muslim Brotherhood, you know, sponsored the Arab Spring, which he favored, uh, sponsored Robert Morsi 
as president of Egypt, which Obama favored. Obama's messed with every election right. of Netanyahu since uh, Obama became a president, maybe even before that. Obama hates Israel. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything possible to stop right. Israel from, you know, battling his Muslim buddies in Hamas and uh, ISIS and uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, which, which originally created those two groups. That's the problem. It is. And <clears throat> no, I agree. And he also has, I, I believe it goes back to the days of Obama. I'd have to look up the exact year she was put in there, but I'm sure you've heard a little bit about Arianne, I think it's Taba Tabai. Is that how you say her last name? She's the insider that has been in the Biden administration that pretty much has been outed as an Iranian spy. Mm-hmm. She was oh, yeah. born no, in there's, Iran. There's several of them. And no, there's several was, of them. There's, right. Uh, and she yeah, was the, working, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. working under Malley, Robert Malley. So oh, okay. it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's another one for sure. And apparently he's being investigated for mishandling of things. But I have a feeling that he'll be let go with a slap on the hand the same way that the bags of cocaine that were found in the White House were let go with a, I don't know who it could be. I guess we'll just dismiss it. <laughs> same same <laughs> yeah. mentality. And as Trump said, there are more cameras in the White House than any other place on Earth. Said, of course they know who it is. Mm-hmm. Well, of Hunter Biden's they do. been... And it was put in a locker. <laughs> yeah. It was a locker, what, for safekeeping so they could use it later? We better test the evidence. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, Hunter, here's your cocaine. Yeah, we're going to put it in a locker. And, and, you know, in the, in the, most, prominent, uh, the pro- most prominent building in the entire country, we're going to have lockers that have numbers assigned to them. But we're not going to keep track of logs of who uses those lockers. Anybody could have done it. It could have been the security guard. It could have been some random passerby that just went into this locked locker, opened it up, put a bag of, of cocaine in there, and said, I'll come back to that later. And the Bidens claim complete ignorance saying, I have no idea who that is. How did it get there? It's a Scooby-Doo mystery. No, what do you that's think? not the question. <laughs> that's not the question I have. My, the question I have is, are they going to give him his cocaine back? Yeah, right. <laughs> well... Here you no. go, Hunter. Don't bring this it again. Just depends right. on. But, uh, but there's, yeah. there's so much. Well, but let's get back to Obama again because um, he is the puppet master. And I, I've divided the world up into uh, domestic terrorism, which Hillary's involved with. She runs the Department of Justice. Her job is to uh, arrest and jail and put in a gulag every conservative in, in the country. That's what she does. Obama's right. job is, right. to, is to fundamentally transform us not into a, a Marxist dictatorship, but a Marxist Muslim dictatorship, a theocracy. You know, a, a, a communist theocracy, which is a contradiction, but, you know, so is Obama. Um, but uh, this is this is why he's so dangerous. And, and Israel. Now, think about this. Now, Netanyahu has to is risking all the foreign aid that he was getting, you know, by doing this, mm-hmm. because, you know, Brandon Obama could cut off the foreign aid. And Congress doesn't have the balls, quite frankly, to go against Obama. Otherwise, they would have. Uh, you know, done every, they, they would not have let him surrender in Afghanistan. They would not have let those weapons go. They would not have continued to fund the DOJ. This continuing resolution sucks. I hate continuing resolutions. Right. Uh, I'm still debating mm-hmm. to uh, once again uh, renounce my Republican, you know, voter registration, go independent again because it's not worth it. You know, I'll, maybe I'll see what happens with the end of this one. But uh, why? You know, it's like the Who song. I was talking about this with Bill Fecky earlier. You know, here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. Here comes the new speaker, same as the old speaker, you know, Pete Townsend on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference? Yeah. Why? why? Why is Mike Johnson there if he's going to do a CR? Why? I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure him out. And, you know, obviously he appears to be putting up a little bit of a resistance, trying to make it a more like, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to do the things that are right. I mean, that's public, public opinion is out there, but he's still 
I don't know enough about him. He literally feels like a guy that was put there out of nowhere. I don't know how he got elected. He was number three. That's how he got elected. He was number three in the Republican conference. So it was Kevin McDeep State was number one. Jim Jordan was number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scalise, I'm not sure where he fits in it, but Mike Johnson was next in line. And nobody knew anything about him. He mm-hmm. snuck in. And I knew about that's, him because I watched the hearings. That's my point. And there's another guy in Ohio who's really good also, who's a, who's a stealth, you know, patriot. So Mike Johnson is like a self-patriot. But, you know, he gets the reins of power, and the first thing he does is, is pass a CR. I'm sorry. You know, we didn't go through all this. Matt Gates and all the other folks didn't go through all the trouble to get rid of uh, Kevin McDeep State so that Mike Johnson could continue Nancy Pelosi's budget. That's insane. Right. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. It flies in the time. face of the patriotism. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking, uh, yeah. you know, it's time to get rid of the GOP again. I don't, I don't need you. I don't need either party. But at least the Democrats, right. you know, you're getting. Right. Uh, well, what do you think is happening with Israel in terms of, of how, uh, how strong they're standing? Because, it's, you know, God bless Netanyahu. It's a good thing he's prime minister. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. this would not be happening. If you had a weaker Israeli leader or anybody else but Bibi, they would not be doing this. They would have wimped out. They would have kowtowed. They would have said, okay, you know, we're going to be that strong. Netanyahu's like, no, this is it. You know, I mean, they've had this plan probably for 10 years. And now they're implementing it. They're going to clean mm-hmm. out Gaza. I hope they keep it. He, did you just know where he's already said that he's going to, uh, where did I find this? The Free Thought Project, which hates Israel. <laughs> but they have a great article on it. Sometimes you've got to read the, the opposition press to find out what's really going on. Um, but they said that, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, Free Thought Project. Uh, it's called A New Nakba, Unveiling Israel's Plan for Gaza's, Gaza's Fort Exodus. And this is from, I don't know what MPN is, but uh, Free Thought Project. I'll get a date on this for you if I can. Uh, it doesn't say. Was oh, so last weekend, Israeli newspaper Local Call leaked an official government document recommending what Palestinians have been saying. Israel is already trying to get with its war on Gaza, the forcible transfer of Gaza's 2.3 million Palestinian population to Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. Well, I'm in favor of that. That's Israel anyway. If that's, if that's yeah. what the government's going to yeah. do, I say go for it. What do you think? No, I would agree. I would agree. They need to. Um, I love that Netanyahu is as strong as he is. And, you know, that's exactly the type of leadership we had in Trump. It was like, nobody messes with me. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and I'm going to stick to my guns. And that's exactly mm-hmm. his attitude. I think that Netanyahu and Trump got along so splendidly because of their common ground. I mean, they're not afraid to stand up for their values. And even if it was someone that had a polar opposite value from me, I would admire them just for the fact that they stick to their guns and they don't blow with the wind. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and on the show, so, too, if and, someone disagrees with me and they stand by their position, they don't kind of, you know, weasel around it. Well, let's take uh, Bianca Von Cree, who's in the hour after you, fully supports a mm-hmm. universal guaranteed income. I think that's absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Do we yell and scream at each other? No. You know, Bianca's going to stay on the show because I love that perspective. I don't have to agree with it. Right. But, uh, but I know that Bianca's sincere in the, in the belief that this is the way out. This is the way to prosperity because we both want prosperity for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a completely different way of, of getting it, you know, there. But I can, I can talk to Bianca because of that because I, I know the courage uh, you know, of her convictions. And so it, uh, it makes sense right. to me. Like Bernie Sanders. I know the courage of Bernie Sanders' convictions. He actually believes all that. I think he's wrong. But I, yeah. I respect him because yeah. I know he's sincere. Hillary Clinton just wants power. Mm-hmm. She's the most. She, well, I got a question. Do you know anything about? Uh, did you study psychology at all? Because I have a, a question. I mean, this is a little different, a little off topic here. 
Very little, very little. The only psychology I really took was in high school. But, I mean, I have read things, so go ahead, hit me. Well, the two psychopaths I think in government right now are Mayorkas and Hillary Clinton. In other words, they have no conscience. Mm. They lie. They lie without – they lie as easy as breathing. I'm going to look up the American psychiatric mm-hmm. definition of psychopath. I've been wanting to do this for a while. American psych yeah. – well, anyway, get, let, me, let me type. I have to type around my microphone. This might take a minute. <laughs> but anyway uh, – Okay. You, you go for it. See if we have another story if you want to continue on the Israel thing, because it, it's fascinating to me what's going on, that, that Benjamin Netanyahu is so defiant. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. The plan is out there that uh, they're going to drive the Palestinians into Egypt, and I say more power to them. What's Egypt going to do? Right. Well. No, that's very true. Yeah. That's, and they're that's not making, very true. And just tying, yeah. uh-huh. tying into back to the days of Obama, you know, Obama gave billions of dollars to both the Shia and the Sunni sects of Islam, which is why all of this basically blew open as it did. And basically, I think I touched on this a couple of weeks back where he paid Iran billions of dollars, arguing that it was to prevent them from building a nuclear weapon, which is what the fear of most Americans is, is that, oh, no, if Iran has a nuclear weapon, they'll bomb the ever-living tar out of us and we'll all be dead. Um, mm-hmm. So he, in order to do that, doubles the U.S. debt, puts the focus of U.S. homeland security on opening up the borders, claiming that, oh, these are just good Americans, and many of them you know, are coming from terrorist Middle Eastern countries. So he, he basically that almost covertly is saying we're going to help Iran in the future, push through, attack Israel. You know, again, it goes right back to the Muslim Brotherhood support. There was a plan mm-hmm. all along, way back in the day, that has been pushed through through the mouthpiece of Biden and his mumbling and jumbling ways of teleprompters saying what they want him to say and the American people blindly following. And I don't understand how we can forget what happened during the Holocaust. It, it was mm-hmm. not even a hundred years ago and people seem to have completely forgotten the evil that was behind Hitler's regime. Here we are practically welcoming it into our own country once again. Well, is the ignorance? I mean, do these students just not know about the Holocaust, or they just believe it was that bad? It's like I, I remember friends, you know, talking about my my rather strange family dysfunctional childhood. <laughs> and, oh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, were you there? <laughs> you know, how do you know? And right. It's like the same thing now. They right. say, well, Hitler couldn't have been that bad because you know. I, I mean, I'm sure the history has been rewritten. I'm sure that it's no. He was that bad. He was that evil. I listen. I went to uh, Dachau. He was, concert, he was that. I went bad. to the Dachau Memorial. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was in the Dachau Memorial. Mm-hmm. I walk by the ovens. I've stood in a gas chamber by myself, I, you know, and it's just all you hear is screaming in your head. I'll never forget that experience as long as yeah. I live. So for me, it's very real because I was yeah. there. I saw it. Okay. Right. Now, you don't have to see right. it to know it. Like, yep. I, don't, I don't have to know, know torture is excruciatingly painful. I know torture is excruciatingly painful. I don't have to experience it. But I did experience Dachau mm-hmm. for a reason, just so that I would have that well, memory with me. Well, you know, so, yeah. And, and along with that. Along with that memory, I have a question for you regarding the Judeo-Christian Society of America. There are many different countries with different languages that will do whatever they want. So I'm going to take Spanish, for example. It has Latin roots, okay? They name their kids Jesus, which is Spanish for Jesus, and Adolfo, which is Spanish for Adolf, all day long. They have no problem with it. But let me ask you a question. When's the last time you came across a fellow American named Judas? Or Adolf. <laughs> or Benedict. We that in our country. <laughs> yeah. Or Benedict. Exactly. Yeah. See, we yeah. take pride in, in remembering our history and saying, I am not going to curse my child with a name like Adolf 
or Judas because that poor child is going to be ridiculed to death. And yet we want to erase the Holocaust from history books and pretend like it never happened. Then why are we still not naming our kids those names? I mean, heaven forbid. That's a really somebody named Lucifer. Yeah, that's a well. Their band's called Lucifer, but they have they have other problems or Black Sabbath or some of the other things. Let's ask uh, Marco. Marco's <laughs> Marco's listening in the Netherlands. So so Marco, how many uh, how many Adolfs are there in Germany these days? I wouldn't imagine too many. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was a, a mass murder cannibal. You know, but uh, there's still a lot of Jeffreys mm-hmm. out there. So it depends on on the of the course. level of recognition. I think the name Hitler probably died out in Germany rather quickly after World War II. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted that name. You know, and descendants, no. you know, quickly change the names and I, I, just for their own self-preservation. Because uh, I, I don't believe in guilt by association. You know, you can have one psychopath in the family. It doesn't mean, you know, was Lizzie Borden's sure. sister an axe murderer? Probably not. <laughs> you know, but uh, she was. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but I mean, you know, so, 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 the, so the idea, yeah, that's, really, that's a really interesting point, the, the, the way people are named. Uh, Mohammed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is, is, is like the most common name in the world right now in, or the most common name in Europe. That, that, that is like a survey in Galway, Ireland. You know, what's the most common, you know, baby's name right now? It's Muhammad because there's so many Muslims there. Um, so the, mm-hmm. But the Muslims, you know, this, it's like the Crusades reverse. The Muslims really want to take over Europe and the United States, which is wrong. I do not want to live in a Muslim-dominated country. I don't. I didn't come here nah. for that. Well, I, didn't I, come, I was I don't brought either. here. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, and, but people need to start saying that, you know, because Obama mm-hmm. wants a Muslim-dominated United States. I don't want Obama's vision. Oh, yeah. I don't want that fun and fundamental transformation. And, that, and the White no, House just put uh, well, the White House just put uh, Kamala Harris in charge of something that she obviously can't do, which is you know she can't do anything anyway. You know their new thing on Islamophobia. So that might say, are you afraid of Muslims? No, I'm not afraid of them at all. But I don't want a country under Sharia law. I want my Constitution, my Declaration of Independence. I want my Bill of Rights. You know that's my birthright. <laughs> you know that's my citizenship now. You know, yeah. as, as a free American, mm-hmm. I do not want to live under Sharia law. I do not want to live under a Muslim-dominated country. And yet, mm-hmm. exactly. Obama's doing everything he can to, to convert us over. We've got millions of illegals. We've got, uh, he brought in every Muslim he could from Afghanistan, hundreds of thousands. You've got Somali mm-hmm. that's taken over, what, Dearborn, Michigan is like a no-go zone for Christians now. That's insane. This is our country. Mm-hmm. And we've got Colony Ridge in Texas, which is an entire illegal alien city. We've got problems. Well, okay, so touching on that, I'll shift gears a little bit to a story that came up about Chicago migrants. So we're talking Chicago. This is the state Obama is from. He's from Uh Illinois, for people that have forgotten that. In the city of Chicago, they have passed so much legislation to help migrants, it boggles the brain. I hate Uh to think about the taxpayer bill that each and every citizen in that city has to pay. But the Chicago migrants that have come there from, get this, Venezuela – Mm-hmm. are literally flocking back to Venezuela, the worst mm-hmm. socialist country. They came here for the American dream. They got mm-hmm. all the support that Chicago put out there for helping them with mm-hmm. renting and housing and assistance and all this. And now, just a few months later, they're going back. They interviewed this one guy named Michael Castejon. Cracked mm-hmm. me up. He is the epitome of, I want to live in my mama's basement. So basically, <laughs> they asked him what it was like. He migrated with his wife and stepdaughter from Venezuela to find a better life here, right? And migrated? after several months, they migrated, migrated or, or is, just, is what they're yeah, using. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that term. No, they invaded the story. I don't. But, 
invaded his province be because he didn't have his paperwork. He was waiting on paperwork to come through, and he was getting okay, very so he frustrated invaded. that it was coming through too slow. Right, let's call them invaders. Because yes. migrants are people okay. that actually so, technically come to the country, work, and go home. That's what a mm-hmm. migrant is. Migrant right. workers come, do okay. a job, and go home. These are migrants. These are invaders. So Michael, Michael Castejon Invader, a.k.a. Invader, not yep. to be confused with space invaders. He was a city invader. <laughs> he came from Venezuela well, to find a better life. Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's talk ahead. about that. It, hold on a second. Now, this is really important. Is coming here for a better life mm-hmm. justification for coming here? Uh, yes. No. Yes. No. Justification well, for a better life. Well, legally. He wanted a better life, supposedly. Okay. But what is, is what he wants is as important as what we as Americans want? In other words, are we going to have a better life? with Michael Cartagena invader? That's the real question. See, everybody uh, looks at this backwards. People say, well, they just right. came here for a better life. Well, I don't care what their reason is. That's not what immigration is all about. Immigration right. is about making a better life right. for Americans by having these people come here. So they have to prove. That's what immigration is. You mm-hmm. prove that you can make, a, make life better for Americans by being here. That's the definition of, of an immigrant. So let's talk about in terms of that. It's let's, contributing. Let's, let's, Right. Contributing to you know, society as a whole. That is just that, the ultimate motive of anybody coming here is basically to contribute to the betterment of the country that you are moving to. And mm-hmm. in the process, you yourself benefit because you're able to support yourself and your family. But you're not taking away from the country. You're adding to the country with something it did not exactly. previously have. And these invaders aren't doing that. They're just so, here for the money. They're here for no, American exactly. taxpayer and that's, and money. Yes. So that's not a better life. Bingo. That's and that's why he came. Yeah, so let's label it extortion. But this is how the press, this is how care. the press puts it out there, though. They narrate well, it as, oh, they came here for a better life for their family. He came here with his wife and his stepdaughter. Now, mm-hmm. why he had to come with his stepdaughter does not even necessarily make sense to me. But he moves the whole family here, goes to Chicago, claims he can't find a job. I find that so hard to believe. But claims he can't find a job and had no access to better education. So he basically is saying that they came to America and the education system here was no better than Venezuela. I also have a large problem with that, or it speaks volumes about Chicago's public education system. They were utilizing the vouchers. Yeah. What was fascinating is that communism is better than Chicago. I just find that hysterical. Right? Right? And this is, the, this is my point. It's the state Obama came from. And, and we're looking at the largest city within that state. And the mm-hmm. state of the breakdown within that city. And that whole – he comes out, this Michael guy came out with a quote saying, the American dream doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing here for us. How wait, many no, more they're not Americans. Of, wait, 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 wait. They're Americans. No, they're not. They're so, not. so what I want to do – so what I want – I know you're – I know you're, you're, you're the press says, but what I want to do is, is go beyond that. Our job is not to reinforce mm-hmm. what the press says and then argue against it. Our job is to tell the story properly. So, so, so this is why I change right. words all the time. You'll never hear me say assault mm-hmm. weapon. It's always freedom rifle. You never hear, hear me say President Biden or Biden administration because there is no such thing. I'm not here to say President mm-hmm. Biden, but we call him something else. It's Brandon Obama. So what I want to do is right, encourage. And right. I, this is this is all voluntary because you know me. I like to uh, I like to give everybody uh, discretion. But I want to highly encourage is that we don't defend what the press says. We don't use their language. We don't use their terminology. Right. We use their assumptions. What we say is what really happens. So now I'm, I'm assuming you're reading the Gateway Pundit article, or do you have a different one? Because I, I, I found that same article. No. 
It's it's the Fox, it was Fox News. So is that the Gateway pundit when you say that it was Fox mm, News? Might be. It might be. Check out the special investigations page. I've, I've got a Gateway pundit version, you know, story on this. But here's what I want to do. I want to talk about these people as invaders. Uh, it's you know, the, the, if they say they're coming here, I don't care about this better life argument. They're here to extort money. Okay, and the fact that uh, they're coming here for an education means that they're not they're not in a position to contribute to our society. So they shouldn't be here. Here's another no, that people are forgetting. All these invaders, 10 million, 15 million illegal aliens, okay, they're babies. Uh-huh. Those babies are being given American oh, citizenship at the hospital, okay? So that, and this, this, is what, this is why the, the, the left doesn't care about this. They, you know, the, the, the Trump talks about uh, you know, sending all these people back. They're going to say, well, wait a minute, the kids are already Americans, even though they're not. So what they really need to do, mm-hmm. what we really need to start focusing on is correcting citizenship, and it has to be corrected to the parents. So all these people yeah. that come in on their way out, they have to be. Uh, they have to have their citizenship corrected. All those kids have to have been corrected um, as to their parents. Otherwise, they're just going to come back in a in a future Democrat administration. Right. So, oh, we're Americans. No, you're not. Just because yeah. you're born on U.S. dirt, right. it doesn't make you an American. And right. so, this is really clear. Well, so and- now, if you were to redo the story and tell it as an action mm-hmm. radio uh, perspective, here, this this is going to be interesting. So, so this is meant to so Michael- Go ahead. Yes. Michael, Michael Castejon invaded our country, decided to go to Chicago to strip it of all of the welfare benefits that he could find. In the process of a couple of months, pretty much exhausted every handout that Chicago was willing to give, admitted that there was nothing more to extract like a leech from all of the Americans, and so then decided it's better that I just leave because at least I can go to my mommy's basement and cry on her shoulder. I tried. <laughs> now that is an action radio report. That's how I want it. Does it make sense? Isn't that much more fun? Yeah. So well, yeah, and that's the point I was trying to get to all along. But, but, start, but start with it. He literally was quoted as saying, going it. But go I want you to mom, s- like go, to go I back want home. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. But I want you to uh, uh, to take that position initially. So so don't give the okay. leftist press perspective. Just go right for it. And say, I got a story here. We've got uh, an illegal alien here who wants to drop babies and try and claim citizenship, wants to extort Americans from all their money, and he finds that communism is better than Chicago. That's how I tell it. Right. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. and so this yeah. is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that more fun? Yeah. It's a lot more fun, yeah. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm relieving. I'm digging. Yeah. So I want to relieve you of the burden of having to state the the leftist press and then defend against it. Just go right for how you would say it as an action radio. No, and I will. But the thing that I found so funny about this is that in the Mm -hmm. words of the leftist press, they were Mm -hmm. not afraid to put that quote in there. No, it's better that I leave. At least I have my mother back home. I laughed out loud when I read that. And that's right in the leftist press, because I'm saying to myself, this dude with all he went through, is literally saying, I'm going back to my communist, terrible country, because at mm-hmm. least I have my mom back there. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is, it's such a millennial attitude, a snowflake attitude of, well, mm-hmm. you know, I tried, and they wouldn't accept me, and I couldn't get what I thought I wanted. They wouldn't give me my coloring books in the corner and let me have my time to myself, so I'm just going to go back to my mom. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> that's much better. That 
that's 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 the, that's perfect. That's that's exactly uh, the way to characterize this. Yeah. So mommy's basement is better than freedom. Mm-hmm. So what we really are talking about here Bingo. is that these invaders are not coming here for freedom. Okay. So the fact that they find right. communism more attractive than Chicago means that all these people are here for yeah. the wrong reason. Okay. So now we're on to something. Correct. And of course, Congress could use that against you know the the the, the Brandon Obama insurrection, but they don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. so here's something I, I'm trying to get this message to Trump. I'm not sure how to do it uh, other than when we do we do citizen legislation uh, day, uh, which is January 7th. And that is that with their their so-called mass deportation, there's two components they have to have. They have to have asset forfeiture. You got to take all the stuff these people gain in this country illegally. OK, and that includes all their benefits. Send them a mm-hmm. bill, send the government a bill for all the benefits that were mis- that were un- that were paid to them if they don't have the cash to reimburse our government. And our, in other words, our taxpayers. That's the first thing. And the second thing they have to do is correct the citizenship mm-hmm. of anybody born to these illegals here. They've got to do that. And, and Trump can do, you know, they can do that because right. there is no policy. There is no, I mean, there is no law. And people are arguing that the 14th Amendment says that they're, they're U.S. citizens if they're born on U.S. dirt. And I use dirt for a reason because uh, it, it conjures up a very different term than born on, on U.S., you know, on U.S. land, soil, or territory. No, it's dirt, okay? If you're, if mm-hmm. you're standing on U.S. Right. dirt that is, and you give birth, that does not make your kid a citizen. You know, any Correct. more than, uh, than people who are born, like John McCain was born, I think, in Panama or, or, or Rammstein, Germany or something like that. But he's an American because his parents are American. Mm-hmm. So citizenship does not transfer right. through dirt. It transfers from the parent. And so we need to make that really, mm-hmm. really, really clear that, uh, that we have to correct at least back a generation, maybe two. And that's just going to get messed mm-hmm. to the further you it's going to get because you've got people who have been here you know, their whole lives living as illegals. But if we go back to right. 2000, so you go back one generation. Okay, that's only 23 years ago. That's basically one generation. Mm-hmm. So you correct everybody's citizenship mm-hmm. back to 2000. I could live with that. It wouldn't be perfect, but it'd be better than we have now. And so that gets rid of all the chain migration. So all those people that are here that had their citizenship corrected, we need a special mm-hmm. status for them. We need, uh, and, and it ends with them. Okay, so, so then that will eliminate the problem. The next thing we need to do is, is, is start cutting back on legal immigration. It's like, okay, you had your chance. Right. You know, Congress, you brought in a bunch of illegals. You allow these people to stay here. Now, in order to fix the problem and get us back to a decent population of around 250 million or so, we need to stop immigration until we have right. a sustainable – and I'll use leftist terminology. We need a sustainable number of people in this country. It's too crowded. The cities are too crowded. Our quality of life, you know, suffers horribly. Wages are down. Every possible thing you can think of is due to too many people, and they're all immigrants because the U.S. birth rate is declining. So what we need to do is have more U.S. citizens give birth. You hear that teenagers go out and have babies. <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> all right, wait till you're 21, then have a kid um, and get married too. That helps. There you go. That's a little better. That's a little better. <laughs> well, I, I'm pro- I, I can make corrections. So uh, yeah. Uh, so let me let me correct that there. So turn 21, get married, and have babies. American citizens who believe in freedom. You know all these immigrants that uh, I misspoke. I see it, it even happens to me. All you invaders, you're going home. Um, do you remember my, my PSYOP that I wanted to do? I, I, was, I kept, this is when, the, when all this nonsense started. I was telling the GOP, you got to be on the border. You got to start handing out cards that say, don't get comfortable. You're not staying in Spanish yes. <laughs> to all the illegals yes. crossing in, but they didn't do it because they don't believe in PSYOPs. They don't know how the psychology works. Anyway, back to you. Enough of my rant. <laughs> well, um, I was actually looking at a little bit of the information that came out now a week ago. Stephen uh-huh. Crowder came out with three pages of the Tennessee Shooters Manifesto. Since right. then, things have gotten a little bit more opened up. But at the time when I was researching this, I was basically looking at the fact that the 
the chief, the police chief's office, I had this FBI and the materials that were seized in relation to the shooting that were supposed to be released without delay. It was not fulfilled. So U.S. Representative John Rose requested that of the FBI chief, and it was not fulfilled. There was a written explanation in a timeline as to when it would be, and the chief's office did confirm that they received it on May 31st, but they would not give a response. And so the FBI basically referred his request to the Metro Nashville PD. They went underneath the FBI to the PD. And in the meantime, Stephen Crowder was able to get three of the 200 pages. And now we know since they have been completely verified as authentic. And my question was, how did Stephen Crowder get them? Do you have any? Yeah, that was my question for you. That was my question. I have no idea. So uh, I would say somebody in Nashville police. So my guess is that somebody uh, photographed on their cell phone the entire manifesto. My guess, because they knew how hot this was. And it's out there. So there are copies waiting to be released. And I want to know where the, hundred, the other 197 pages are. And where's the I rest of too. it? I yeah. do too. Yeah. Somebody's exactly. got it. Are they waiting to release it page by page? Or is it just going to come out at one point that the whole thing is there? And obviously they wanted to suppress it because if you look at what was in those three pages, it does mm-hmm. not bode well. It, it flies well, no. in the face of every agenda piece that the left wants to put out there and saying that, oh, you know, this was somebody that hates hates black people. I mean, it doesn't go with their narrative. So they did not want to put it out. Mm-hmm. Well, no. And, and uh, what's interesting is that it actually, um, because like I say, I don't believe in guilt by association. You know, in other words, white people have no more in common with Adolf Hitler than, uh, you know, uh, than, uh, you know, the mother Teresa were two told, you know, in other words, that mother Teresa is white, you know, and Adolf Hitler is white. Do they have anything in common? No. <laughs> you know, so the fact that this person was a, a uh, was a trans drug infused, you know, probably uh, ADHD drug, you know, puberty blocking drug and uh, antidepressant drug. infused. I think the drug problem is far worse than anything else. But the fact that uh, this, the, the, the yeah. trans part of this comes out is, doesn't mean, you know, like, again, go by association does not mean all trans people are murderers. And the left, because the left only thinks in groups, they don't think of that. So what the left should be saying is this is the aberration. This is the extreme. This is not who we are. This person, and they should condemn this person. And then they can go about their, their you know, civil rights claims and things like that, which I think are wrong, too. Let's see what John says. Right. Uh, oh, John, who is a former cop, uh, says, I don't think that someone took pictures of the whole thing. It would take too much time, and there would be too many people watching. Huh. Now, then, in that case, I would, uh, I would look to the person that uh, has the, uh, the evidence locker. Whoever in the Nashville police who has the keys to the evidence locker, that's where I'd look first. Isn't there cocaine in that? <laughs> no, that's the White House. That's different. Right, but uh, well, 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 John, why don't you call him real quick? We got a, we got a few minutes here. But uh, chain of custody. I've watched CSI. That's that's the extent of my knowledge with uh, with chain of custody. But uh, if this this thing had to have been locked up somewhere, someone had access to it for a while before they, you know, where is it now? And we know this is a White House. Op- we don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's a White House operation to suppress it because the leftists and Obama. You know, doesn't want this out there because he didn't want to offend, you know, the, the, the trans community. But the trans community involves conservatives, involves moderates, involves liberals, involves Marxists. You know, and people, people, this is a big secret about San Francisco. You know, when I lived in San Francisco, there were conservative gays, moderate gays, liberal gays, Marxist gays. You, you can't lump people in like that. So I don't know what the left is afraid of by not releasing this manifesto. But it's not classified. This is not classified information. So it has to be released.
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it has to be released at some point. How long do you think it'll take before we see it? Or will it ever even be made public? Will the three pages be it? No, I don't think they're ever going to make it public, um, which is too bad. Well, Trump might. <laughs> Trump might declassify. Yeah. Congress should, Congress should subpoena it, and they should put it in the congressional record. Just like uh, Matt Gates put Hunter Biden's laptop in the congressional record, they need to subpoena this and put it in the mm-hmm. congressional record. Um, John, what do you think? Exactly. What's, what's, how does chain of custody work? Where do, where do you think the manifesto is? We're talking about Tennessee, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so the way that works is someone will collect the evidence. That will get booked into a property room. Once it goes to property, then the only people have access to that are usually the investigators. So they would actually have to check that evidence out and then recheck it back in when they're done with it. The way it sounds to me, though, is they, they released all that evidence to the FBI. So as far as I know, the feds have it. They're just not releasing it. Do you think it's still intact? Do you think that the, the manifesto is still there in like a vault somewhere, or do you think they destroyed it? That's 50-50. There's a good chance they, you know, quote unquote, lost it. Yeah, because uh, because uh, the murder is dead. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like there's a trial coming up where that would be uh, destruction of evidence. Bonnie, what do you right, think? Right, and that's the problem. That's the problem well, they're having. Go ahead, John. It is that the investigation should be closed, but they're they're trying to treat it like a continuing investigation. And that's why they're refusing Ooh. to release it. So what they're saying is, is, well, we're we're actively searching for other participants that may have been involved with this. Involved how? There is no definition of how. It, it's an open-ended investigation, so that way they can suppress the evidence. No, it's closed. There's only one person in the, in the video. That person's dead. We know who did it. You know, we know that they, they did it you know, willingly. Um, basically, that the, even those three pages, is, is it like a confession? Bonnie, what do you think? I mean, obviously, the whole quote-unquote lost it. it. It's definitely what I kind of feel has happened here. They're not going to release it just like you agree with. Um, as far as them being open-ended on trying to continue to pursue it, like you said, the, the only person involved is on video. It should kind of be a cut and dry, open and shut case. I don't even understand the point of dragging it out. Why is it not that he basically is declared as the shooter? We make the manifesto known that this, this person was a complete psychopath in the sense of whatever drugs messed up or whatever else was going on in that person's life. Um, it, it's, Obviously, they can't pay any kind of a life sentence in jail. They're dead. So why not just make the facts of the case known? What is the point? I don't understand that. Maybe you can help, John. The point is it doesn't fit the narrative. That's that's right? the bottom line here, but- and that's the only point. If they fit the narrative, that would be out immediately. The uh, guy in Maine, they had that information on the guy in Maine within hours, less than an right. hour, and they put all of his information out which is a whole separate issue, which leads me to believe they knew the guy and they knew what was going to happen. But regardless, they had this person's information. They took volumes of information brought here in a search warrant. It would explain probably all of this, but it doesn't explain it the way they want it to, and that's why we don't have it. So what's the narrative they want? What's the narrative they want? They want that she was transgender, she was abused, she was discriminated against, that they all picked on her, and she had a right to do what she did. She was only defending herself for being who she was. That it was racially and bigoted motivated on their part, on the victim's part, not on hers. You know, with, with three children dead, that's going to be a real tough sell, even to the most ardent leftist. Yeah, but why, did, you know, why doesn't the left separate from this person and say, look, this person was a murderer. They have nothing to do with us. That's, exactly. That's how, 
Exactly. That's how I would handle it. So exactly. it was, and they say mm-hmm. they're only a victim maybe of the drugs and of the uh, things like that. It doesn't excuse what they did. So what we need to do is start looking at the, all these drugs that we're giving these kids so we don't have this happen again. So let's look at it from prevention. This is where things go mm-hmm. wrong because people just, I mean, there are murderers who do evil things. It doesn't, you know, it's like blaming guns. It's kind of stupid, but it's, it's that same psychology. But here's another question. Right. Um, the fact that they don't release, is it, was anybody surprised by what we saw in those first three pages? Was anybody surprised at all? I was, no, I, I know I wasn't. John? No. No, not Okay, really. so we knew what was in those three pages ahead of time, right? So what we're, not, so we're really looking for is not to know what's in it, because we already know what's in it. You know, I, I can extrapolate from that, you know, based on what this person is. I, I pretty much know what the rest of it is. The rest of 197 pages of rantings and ravings, you know, it's going to be anti-white. It's going to be anti you know, what they consider rich. What, uh, uh, what was it? I forgot which this person started off as, a dude or a chick. I think it was a dude, right? Or one, or no, a chick wanted to be a dude. Yes, it was a, it was a female, uh, and she was, okay, she so was still 20. a female. Okay, so there are not a lot of female murderers, which is interesting. This is, this is, uh, this is an exception. You know, so she goes against, well, women don't commit violence. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, and, and does, you know, be uh, interesting to investigate this further. But the point is, you've got a murderer, a murderer who hated uh, the people that, uh, that he killed, hated all kinds of things. She. No, he. Where'd they start off? No, it's start a off she. as a dude? It's, oh, start no, off, start as, a off as a she. She was still so a she. she. How she can just wanted to be right, a he. So, 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 <laughs> all right. <sighs> Thanks, John. Appreciate it. That's why I just um, use the word they. It just makes, you know, he, she, okay, they, so it, they, I don't know. But I hate they because I don't want to give in to leftist pronouns. All right. So the, oh, I I'll just say the murderer. So the murderer, we know. This is, a, this is a purposeful, premeditated, based on hatred, based on prejudice, based on – this is a hate crime. All right, it was pure and simple. Now, has it been listed as a hate crime at all of a trans person killing straight people? You know, no, it's white on white. Not you know? to my knowledge. Okay, so this is this is a hate crime not being. All right, let me tell. Let's just do another one real quickly, Bonnie. I don't know if you had this on your agenda, but a teenager who was trying to save another teenager from being bullied uh, got kicked and stopped to death, and because it was a white victim. I did see that story. That's mm-hmm. not being, you know, it was on One American News last night. So the prejudice is so bad. The narrative is so bad in this country that when a white kid gets, gets basically killed, punched in and kicked and beaten to death by, I think, like 15 plus black kids, that's not news. That's not a hate crime. That's not worldwide news. I mean, is this such thing as news discrimination? I mean, I, I just made up a new term here, news discrimination. All right, so let's, so maybe, maybe we yeah. need to do a report on news so now in what's not in the news, let's start talking about news discrimination. So this is a news discrimination story where the value of this white life is nothing compared to the value of black life, like the overdose fentanyl, uh, what's his name? Floyd, George Floyd. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So George Floyd, yeah. if you hear my, uh, my diversity workshop, you know, we talk about these truths you have to say every hour. George Floyd was killed by a fentanyl, by a drug overdose, Okay. So you got somebody who's celebrated as a victim for, for basically killing themselves on a drug overdose. Then we got a 15-year-old kid. And what about the 18-year-old that was killed by the, the guy in the pickup truck because he was a Republican? Remember that? So we're devaluing, mm. we're devaluing conservative lives and white lives and male lives. So conservative white young men are being killed mm-hmm. because of who they are and what they believe. Mm-hmm. That's a story. Well, yeah, and the news... The news outlets are intentionally not talking about the crimes against them. In fact, even here locally, there was a high school case, uh, I want to say about four years ago, in Little Indiana, where there was essentially a boy who called another boy the Mm N-word. And it resulted 
in utter suspension. Now, granted, they got into a fight. It came to a fisticuffs. The kid that threw punches, apparently, even though there were cameras, he the, the white kid did not throw the first punch. The black kid did. And in that process, they determined that it, he was perfectly justified in throwing the first punch because the white kid called him the N-word. And so, therefore, the retaliation of violence was totally – now, okay, since the N-word has been said, okay, that's a hate crime. We don't use that word. But does that give a black person the right to throw the first punch? I don't think so. And the white not. kid no. was suspended from school in the process where the black kid was able to freely roam the, the halls of the, the high school kind of with that justified, validated attitude of, ha-ha, I got away with it, and I'll do it again every single no. time. It's, it's not worse than that. right. Yeah, it's an entitlement. It's an entitlement to violence. I think it's actually worse yes. than that. We need to start doing news yes. discrimination stories. So, so this is what's happening. So we're, we're, we're telling uh, black and Hispanic youth in this country that they are entitled to commit violence against white people because of this whole diversity, inclusion, extortion, DEI nonsense. That's scary. Exactly. Exactly. Trying and what that John, does is it Go leads ahead, to Bonnie. further narratives. Yeah. And I was just going to say, it just it continues that narrative that they want to push anyway. It's going to lead to more violence. You're going to have more black and Hispanic, uh, most black it looks like, um, you know, killing white people. And it's going to be okay. It's going to get swept under the rug. It's not, you know, you're speaking of equal justice under the law. And, people, and the, of course, the left is narrative. We know what they're going to say. I'm not even going to waste my time with it. But, John, did you see cases like that? Did you see a uh, difference in prosecution um, based on politics, based on the narrative? that black people oh, commit more violence against white people uh, in law uh, and that, that they didn't have to pay the same penalty for it. Yeah, I mean, historically, that's always been the case. I mean, you've always oh, had really? that. But I, I also know. think that part of the problem is, like you were talking earlier about choosing words and how those words have meaning. Mm-hmm. There is no hate crime. It's just a crime. And part of the problem yeah, we've right. done with the system is we bought into this and we've made mm-hmm. people special classes of victims. And making them a special class of victims by extension, gives them the right to use violence to defend themselves. Hmm. So this is exactly what we're no, talking I, about. Someone calls someone the name. Well, I'm using their theory. Not, I'm not saying that's right. true. What I'm saying is using what's going on in the real world, that mm-hmm. you call someone the N-word, they have the right to punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? That just, that's justification. Now it's I have the right to Correct. preemptively punch you in the mouth because I'm already a special victim and you already hate me. Bingo. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, and I fell into my own trap of, of using leftist language to because uh, uh, I like to try and use because we always try and use it against them, but uh, they don't care. But uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, I got a new commentary here, a uh, new person. Hey, listen longer before you comment. <laughs> he uses what's up oh, a whole lot, but you got to catch up with the show. Um, so how do we get around that though? How do we? It's almost like we have to to reestablish who we are, what we are, and and not allow ourselves to fall into these traps. Because it's like an emotional booby trap to use leftist language or to try to have to defend against leftist language. So these are crimes. You know, that's what I call the murderer murderer. Don't make an exception. Don't classify it as trans. Don't do any of that. This is a murderer, pure and simple. That murderer is dead. So therefore, everything related to the case should be released because the case is over. That's what I've been saying all along. But just like he said, they're not going to do that because it doesn't fit the narrative. And that's where I think... If more of these stories would be brought to light and just have unbiased reporting, that's what we've been mm-hmm. after for years. That was the whole goal of Trump releasing a network of news that was supposed to be unbiased reporting. That's what Fox, Fair and Balanced, used to be before it became its own money-making entity and trying to now basically 
being accused of inciting violence for being too far right and then kind of giving into the push of, well, we have to be more friendly. We have to be more PC. We can't speak it like it is anymore. And it felt, it felt like Tucker Carlson was the last man standing of not giving into that. And then he left. No, he didn't leave. They were, he fired. They were fired. He was fired. Let me start again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Strange stuff. Bonnie, you got five minutes left. What, uh, what else is on your mind here? Well, we did talk about the Ohio, or we were going to talk about the Ohio abortion law that was part of um, what was passed, where it had a Part A clause in there saying every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, and it's mm. including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage, care, and abortion. And initially, that gave me two questions. First of all, does that mean that manslaughter is allowed? Because we know that if a pregnant woman is involved in any kind of a shooting or an auto accident, it is not one life but two that is taken to the court saying that this person was killed, that she was in utero, there was a second life. We've got manslaughter here. So if they're basically saying that the abortion law gives you the right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, what about manslaughter? That poor baby can't speak up for itself. Second, is trans surgery part of reproductive health? If they're saying that, you know, I'm no. doing this for, um, well, I know, I I know that. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. will yeah. they come back with that argument? I know hmm. better than that. Yeah. I've got a different argument. I like your argument, so I've got a different one. Read that very first sentence of the very first clause uh, of Section 1, and I'll tell you when to stop. Every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. Stop right there. Including. Stop. No, no, stop. No, 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 no. What do I we. Every, okay. Everybody assumes they're talking about women. Now, I don't go by what mm-hmm. assumes. I go by what it says. And what it says is everyone. That includes men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So men now have a constitutional right to, to uh, renounce parental rights and not pay child support. Oh, oh, isn't this interesting? Think about that. Men have a choice. Now, can men force women to have abortions? Absolutely not. But can women force men to be fathers? Absolutely not. Ohio doesn't know it yet because no one's brought the case. But what they've actually done is given men equal standing under law and under their constitution. And this isn't a law. This is a constitutional amendment. So read that first right. sentence again, because this is key to the whole thing. No one's, I'm, I'm the only one saying this, which, is, which always fascinates me. Just go with that very first part again. Every, every individual mm-hmm. has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. So men have absolute control over themselves, whether to be parents or not. Yeah. Well, they can't, they can't force a woman to give birth. In other words, so so you, can't, you can't force another person, but that other person can't force you either. Right. So what this means is for men, uh, you know, they say, look, I, I, I renounce my parental rights. Uh, this is the woman decided to have this baby. You know, it's, it's half my, you know, genetics. But, you know, under my right of everyone able to make their own reproductive choice, I choose to not be a parent. Just as a woman would choose mm-hmm. not to be a parent and can have an abortion and right. can go for adoption and can give their baby to any fire station. Men haven't figured this out yet because men are stupid when it comes to their own rights because they never think of themselves. They, they always go into the same assumptions. But let me ask John, what do you think about that? Have I, I interpreted that pretty, pretty clearly? 
What's that? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But I also think that you could take it a step further and you could try, you could actually say that the man has the right to try and force the abortion and litigate it. Okay, I would disagree That's with you. That's what I was because, getting at, too. All right, so I disagree. No, no. Now, we did, the, in fact, I got Bianca on the line. I'm going to bring Bianca in just a second here. But uh, I, we have a bill that uh, that actually splits abortion into two uh, legal entities. We separate it. We separate the termination of the pregnancy. Uh, killing the baby. So the problem with abortion right now is that people, most people don't want a state so oppressive. It forces, you know, women to, to, uh, you know, I guess carry pregnancies, but what we don't want to do is kill the baby in the process. So the problem with an abortion is the termination of the pregnancy is the killing of the baby. And so if you separate those two under law, which we did in the bill, which I worked on with a lot of conservative women, particularly mothers, you know, so I had a lot of help with this bill uh, because I wanted people to give them birth <laughs> to have a major impact on it. Not being one of those people, I asked for advice. And this is what we came up with. We, we actually split it into two separate uh, events under law. The first one is the termination of the pregnancy. And the second one uh, makes the first one contingent. In other words, you cannot terminate the pregnancy unless you can save the life of the baby. So I would say that a father has no more right to terminate the life of a baby than a mother does. Again, okay, so equal then protection. Reverse have, then, then reverse it and have him basically litigate the fact that she wants to have an abortion. He does not. So that's a different question. That is a much more complicated question. Sure. But, and this, uh, that's the but I would well. say, but, as, but my resolution is that if she wants to terminate her pregnancy and renounce her parental rights as a mother and the father then gets full parental rights and you save the baby, that's how I'd resolve it. So an I abortion agree. can't kill a baby. So if you change abortion so that abortion cannot kill the baby but only terminates the pregnancy, that's a whole different question. Sure, the problem you're going to have is you're forcing her to carry that baby to term or at least to a viable condition. Wait a minute. Well, how about medical science? How, how Babies are being born at, what, 20 weeks? Sure. And there are consequences. If she wants to have that in the first 18. It's, yeah, it's but you gonna, know what? That, there, are, there are consequences. That's where it's going to have to be figured yeah, out, and that's cons- the problem with the law. Yeah, no, I agree. But there are consequences to, uh, uh, to actions, and one of the consequences is that a pregnancy has to go long enough uh, so the baby can't be saved. Bonnie, what do you think about this? Well, and the only the only thing that comes to mind in this is what what about the situation where the father is mentally unstable, and the woman would say, "Listen, I don't want to bring a baby into the environment of the fact that like I I want to abort the baby where the father wants the baby, but that's only because he's mentally unstable and he, there's no way he could take care of this child." then would she not have a right to say, listen, you require an examination and an authorization of sorts saying that you would even make a, a viable father for well, the potential baby before? No, we don't do that with mothers. Before... No, mothers don't well, go no, through a, check, but... a mental health check before they have kids. You know, you'd never hear someone say, well, you know, this, right. this woman can't, can't keep this kid because she's mentally unstable. No, so I disagree with you. You can't do those kind of checks. But now, if, someone, you, if someone's unfit to have a kid, you... that's different. That, that's, that's a different story. That's what I was getting at. That's what I'm getting at, though, is there's all kinds of situations where the government would step in and say, no, you are not able to have this child, whether it's financially, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally. They could step in and they could say, you cannot. Yeah, not until the child's born. I'm going to bring Bianca to this. And uh, and, hang on, let me just uh, click her line here. Bianca, you want to get in this conversation? You've been listening for a little bit. Uh, um, I guess, sure, yep. why not? Um, we're going to have a very special report, uh, progressive report today. Um, we're going to go live on location at APEC and, uh, with the okay. protests in San Francisco. I'm heading over there right now. Okay, um, so let's, uh, <clears throat> let me know when you do that because I want to make sure that we, we, uh, we, we make a definite break in the show and, and take on that because that's an entirely different topic. Yeah. 
So I, yeah, go ahead and do your finish your thing. With that. Okay, let's do that. All right. So let's let's sum up then, uh, Bonnie and John. Let's get uh, comments on this. But Bonnie, let's bring this up earlier next week. This is a huge issue. Okay. Because and, mm-hmm. and people have, it is. you know people have not considered that uh, that this empowers men uh, in equal rights and things that they previously don't have. And it's going to be fascinating to see how this works out. Well, the men's groups got a hold of it. What yeah. do you think? Well, I would yeah. definitely put I'll put some more thought into this coming from a man's perspective, and I'll bring up some points early on, and we'll we'll kind of dig into it some more. Okay, I'm a man. Ask me. We got time before next week. <laughs> oh, next week's Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, Wednesday true. isn't. Day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. So sum up. Yeah. Let's get to contact information, and then uh, I'll let John go, and then we'll get on to a Bianca and a live report from APEC. That's gonna be fascinating. Mm, yeah. Well, absolutely. You can you can find me on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on WFRN.com. You can listen live for some encouraging, upbeat messages that will bring you closer to your walk in faith and will also hopefully add some humor to your day. You can also find my cookbooks at my website, www.bonnie-appetite.com, also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iPublishing.com. Sounds good. Wow. Today's flying by. We have some amazing reports. All right. We'll talk to you next week. And away we go with uh, Bianca. And now a little West Coast sophistication for Action Radio. Where else can a progressive socialist trans actor, political activist, and candidate from San Francisco meet on the air with an anti-federalist individual rights free market citizen legislator in Florida? Agree or disagree? And we do. It's always fascinating. So join us now, please, for the Progressive Report with Bianca Von Krieg. And i got Bonnie's line muted, but you can listen as long as you want. If you want to come back on, just text live chat. Um, but I want, to hear, I want to hear all about this because uh, the title of the show today, you know, I had a little bit of fun. It's APEC SF. So, Bianca, I got to, I'm featuring your, your report in the, in the show title today. I had said, uh, Xi Jinping instructs Brandon Obama. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it away. Well, you know, I mean, there's not a, that's not entirely unfounded. It's, it's obvious there, there is a heightened, heightened sense of security here. Just as I was leaving to catch my car, I saw about half a dozen highway patrol cars, uh, you know, CHP, that's our equivalent of state troopers, mm-hmm. you know, just driving by. And that's, that's very, very unusual. CHP normally st- you know, stands clear of San Francisco and just leaves it to the uh, municipal police department. <clears throat> well, the mostly There's highway also, patrol for um, those that, that don't know California. That's, so the California Highway Patrol really does stick to the highways a lot. They have jurisdiction over the whole state, but uh, San Francisco being both a city and a county has a county sheriff, has a sheriff's department, has a San Francisco police department. So there's a lot of police. There's a lot of law enforcement in San Francisco right now. And, of course, they probably got uh, FBI and security people and because you got the diplomats coming in. So the Secret Service is probably there. you got a whole mixture. Yeah, you're going to have Secret Service. And because it's foreign dignitaries, so there's going to be DSS, which is Diplomatic Security Service, which right. is run by the State Department. And... <clears throat> But we're going to be um, embedded with the pro-Palestinian protesters today. And uh, we're seeing a lot of just – there was a lot of protests um, mm-hmm. since uh, since Sunday when this started. Um, there, there's actually been some pro-Chinese people here <laughs> that were happy uh, Xi Jinping is coming to town. Did you go to China there was a lot of 
I, I have to ask. Is, is I, I don't know if he's going, going to Chinatown. Come on. <laughs> that would be a great question. My first question. Are you kidding? So let, let's get so 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 Bianca's in San Francisco. All right. And so just so folks know, I lived there 30 years. I'm, I'm intimately familiar with the city. So if any so if I get a little too local, you know, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll explain things as to where things are. But we should explain where they're coming in from, because I guess there was the uh, uh, the route from uh, San Francisco International Airport. You got to go up the peninsula. You got to get in San Francisco. Got to go in Moscone Center. Uh, it's a mess. <laughs> Let's get a little flavor for what's going on here and, and, and what's, uh, what's, what's the schedule? What are they doing for today? I don't know their particular schedules. I know that um, Biden and Xi Jinping are meeting for four hours today, uh, trying to get back on well, he can't stay awake that terms. Long. He can't stay awake that long. I don't see him staying awake that long at all. Uh, you know, <clears throat> and maybe they'll put something in his diapers to keep, to keep him awake or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, you know what? I can I can maybe get out. I can get out here. I'm talking to my driver here. It's going to be a mess down there. I don't want to have to have him navigate. Um, or I'm on <laughs> this, Sixth this Street. This is a lot of report, folks. On location. This is uh, yeah, so you're live you can hear. Uh, okay. No, um, so I'm on Market and Six. I'm going to be joining um, the Palestinian. Uh, Pro, pro-Palestinian demonstrators here who are one of many, many groups who are protesting mm-hmm. but why, here in why, San uh, Why an Asian Pacific Economic Conference? What's the, now, I'm, I'm not going to you know, argue. Obviously, everybody knows my position on, on Israel and, and Hamas. That's, um, that's, that's for another hour. But my question is, why, yeah. why are the, the pro-Palestinian folks at this particular Asian Economic Conference? What do they hope to accomplish? Oh, because every... Because all the key players are here. The diplomatic corps is here. The president okay. of the United States, the vice president is here, the president of China, and all of their, you know, hangers-on, so to speak. Um, there's also a, a, a greater unrest about parity in the United States and in the world. You know, they keep talking about inflation going down, but nobody's... What? How about in China? Well, China has, has horrible poverty all over China. There's, there's a billion people, and I don't know how many of them are well off. Not that many. Well, it's really not possible to have people in poverty in, in a communist system. It's just people who live in a lower class of, of subsistence. But <clears throat> so they have. To well, I might challenge you on that someday, but <laughs> than, that, that, that's for another show. But yeah. Um, so. But, well, uh, <clears throat> so we're well, just going down. Um, go, go ahead. Well, let me let me raise a question because something that, is, that most people don't know about uh, Chinatown in San Francisco is that they they fly both re, excuse me Republic of China in other words Taiwan flags right next to communist China mainland flags, so they get along in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean they're, they're kind of like not at all political like that here. The, the only yeah. kind of politics that those those groups care about are the local stuff. They don't they don't care about the national stuff. It's just. It's, you know, the only thing that really gets them angry is the price of lettuce going up or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, the markets are something else in Chinatown. But I, I just find I know those markets know where that, they're just that, like uh, clawing at each other for like, you know, cabbage oh, and carrots. and all. Oh, God. You know, it's just, yeah, it's don't get me started mad. on the live fish um, that they have on the, on the tables. That's a whole other story, too. Yeah, Chinese markets are something yeah. else. But the point is that Taiwan Chinese and mainland communist Chinese San Francisco get along just fine, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Chinese. Same people. Yeah, they say it is all Chinese here. I'm just walking by the new IKEA store here, which they're hoping is going to, you know, turn everything around for them. It's totally ridiculous. 
<clears throat> so what's what's happening in South uh, America now? What's it look like? Is because there's big wide streets. It looks somewhat planned, um, but there's some a lot of small businesses. I don't know. Is it, is it getting better? Getting worse? What's what's happening in South America? What's it look like? Um, it's it's about the same. It's kind of the same ghost town okay. that, it, that it was since uh, since the pandemic, really. <clears throat> oh, it looks like my guys moved on here. <laughs> Might have to catch up with them. Uh, yeah, it's it's desolate. Like one out of every um, three storefronts is closed. The uh, hmm. uh, what do you call it? The um, off off of Fifth Market here, the Nordstrom Rack. They're all right. closed permanently. They're shut down. The Nordstroms has shut down. The uh, the flagship Nordstrom store here on Market and Fifth that's shut down. The mayor has some ridiculous idea about turning into a soccer arena. I don't know where she gets these things. <laughs> soccer um, arena? Oh, please. You got the whole peninsula. You got uh, yeah. the park used to be. I mean, you use all that land, land down there. There's plenty you of mean, facilities uh, already. They just spent billions building that stupid chase center for the Warriors. And, um, <clears throat> so she where's thinks, that? <laughs> is that Oakland or where is that? Uh, oh, yeah. It might be a little after your time here. Uh, that's yeah, actually in Mission Bay. Um, oh, yeah, and that's um, that actually did a, lo- a lot of nice things for the area there. Um, well, the AT&T Park so, did, the, the baseball park did some amazing things. For folks who don't know, Mission Bay was this horrible little backwater. It was it was awful. It was high crime. It was falling apart. It looked ugly. And then they decided to build the ballpark I'm, there. And people thought, I'm oh, going to the demonstration. Idea. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was talking to somebody's handing me a flyer. It's like, I'm, What's it say? Okay, um, I'll tell me what the flyer says. What's it say? Uh, let's see here. Workers reject imperialist war. APEC is where the uh, the world's bosses meet, and our our fight back starts in the street. Well, see, this is exactly kind of what I was talking about earlier. Interesting. It's a number uh, of issues that are converging. You know, there's going to be climate protesters here, too. Oh, oh wow. good. They got rid of the barbed wire in front of Nordstrom. That was, oh, that was good. real cute. Um some asshole put a barbed wire. <laughs> oh, I don't know what they thought was going to go down. But, now, um, do we so have, gone, since, but, this is, wait, since this is an economic protest, do we have the, the, the 99%? Remember, remember Occupy Wall Street, Occupy San Francisco? I remember when the, the whole Embarcadero area in front of the ferry building was all tense and people camping out. And I, don't, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. Is that movement still going on? Because this is an economic uh, conference? Yeah, I think, I think you have a lot, of the, a lot of the same energy here. Sorry, okay. there's like a uh, street... Street no, cleaners fine. out here in Florida. No, I can I can um, hear you just fine. Yeah. And there's the nope. generator for his little power washer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a. Well, he's doing the power wash thing. You know, that's just that's the uh, um. That's the real. That's the more. Uh, I guess condescending part of this whole operation. What's that? Um, uh. Oh, hey, I'm here. Excuse me, sir. Are you an APEC member? Would you like to talk to our radio program? No? Okay. I just uh, saw what looked to be like an, an Asian man. No, go ahead. Man. Listen, anybody you yeah, put on Oh, yeah. No, we have, we have folks all. In fact, I, I think the last time Josie was at a Trump rally a couple of years ago. I actually ago. think he was and Asian secure. I think he was Chinese security. Oh, really? What did he look he like? One of those, How could you tell? What, what he looked, like, he looked look like, like a regular, like, he looked like a regular Secret Service type, except he was obviously Chinese. Um, earpiece and uh, he had the earpiece, yeah, and he had the little light lapel pin. So uh, huh. 
I don't know. Packing? You think but, he was packing? Uh, so, yeah, the city has been trying. You think he was packing? <laughs> the city. You think he was packing? I, I didn't. I didn't want to check. I didn't want to right. press that press that point. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, the city has done some pretty condescending cleanup efforts, which are just very shameless in, in, in timing, in terms of um, you know pl- you know planting trees around the city <laughs> like that. I'm so serious. What, what like, are they doing? How far do they do just, it? Uh, tell me so what the trees. We were so. We were talking about this earlier that they've, uh, you know, they've hosed down the streets and they removed the homeless and cleaned up the needles and what else have they done? And how big an area have they did they pick for this? Uh, well, uh, it's obviously in the security zone. That was the first one, the place that was hit. Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm on Fourth um, and Market here. I'm going to ask these cops if my where my guys went. Maybe they know. Um, but uh, let's see. No, this hey, is did great. you guys I mean, see my protesters, fun. the pro-Palestinian guys? Did they cross by here? I didn't see anybody. You didn't see any? That's a letdown. Okay. No, that's no fun. All right. I, I would love so, to have yeah, the people on the show. I mean, it's uh, you know, I would disagree, obviously, but that's okay. I still want their point of view. Well, so we wanted to give them a chance. I was hoping to get actually get you know give you guys a chance to ask questions and uh, uh-huh. find a little bit more. We're obviously seeing the tide turn towards Palestine in, in recent media and news <clears throat> because the, the, not, the demonstrations around the country. <laughs> yeah. I, I get, I'm getting just the opposite. Well, you know, we talk. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, get, I, I hate them too. Oh, here's the delegate. Excuse me, sir. Would you like to talk to our radio show and uh, our listeners around America? Yep. No. Okay. Any, any of these people? Okay. Well, have a good time at your thing today. Those are some Asian people, um, delegates. You need, you need like an action hotel. radio ID. I've, I've got to get you a, I'll, I'll send you, we actually have our own ID so you can, you can use it for these occasions. And so, uh, I'll, I'll put it uh, on your Facebook messenger. I never thought about it cause I didn't know you were going to do this live, but, uh, you should definitely have one. I didn't and, know and it either. Was, <laughs> so, well, that's, no, don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, I just woke up this morning to let's go downtown, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the spontaneity. This, you know, something like this, this is, we haven't had this much fun since we had uh, people, uh, two of our reporters, Jonathan and Josie were January 6th uh, on the Capitol Hill grounds and they were reporting direct from there. So we do get this sometimes. We do get live. I love live reports like this. Anybody you want to put in the air, fine with me. But I think the press credential will, will make your job easier next time so that you can uh, be, you know, and I'll say Action Radio Reporter, and I'll, I'll show you how to do it, print it up. Uh, Office Depot makes really nice IDs, and they have the holders and the whole bit. So when you put a phone in somebody's face, they'll go and say, here's my ID. I'm Action Radio. Okay, fine. Now you're official. Yeah, I, wish, I really wish I really wish this was, this is the one time I wish this was a video show because I'm standing in at the uh, the Marriott, you can see one of these. Uh, well, you can hear one of these like vans backing up. That or his French fries already. And <laughs> I'm sending. We'll make a video. I'm sitting at the at the Marriott on uh, Market uh, Mission and uh, I think Fourth. And they've they've erected these security fences, the same kind they use in Jan- Chapel. How many times are you gonna back up, buddy? Come on. <laughs> and, this is great. Seriously, that guy's taking his sweet time. Um, oh. So they've erected some security barriers here. They got a little check-in tent, you know, for the you know, security guys to hang out at. They've got right. one of those huge stopped, you know, uh, mobile barriers that are um, here. That could, uh, it looks like it's made of steel or something. 
They got some highway patrol guys, uh, some DSS around here. This is an economics conference. What what are they expecting? Uh, These people are talking numbers and accounts and you know balances and trade agreements and things like that. This is not um, this is not a meeting of of uh, I don't know soldier of fortune. (laughs) This is this is economics. This is these are accountants. These are bureaucrats. Well, you could have, yeah. I mean, you could have fooled me. There's, uh, I I don't like the look the city is taking on because of this. Right. Uh, So right now I'm looking at, I'm proceeding further than the the streets blocked off. The the street has been blocked off the traffic, but the sidewalk is still open until you hit mission here. Uh I'm going to see if I can find some other uh, people who want to talk. Oh, here's somebody. Tell me from Action Radio. Sir, yeah, I mean, just, just sir, go for I'm it. with what Action happened? Radio. Would you like to uh, talk oh, a little? No, I'm not giving the uh, – oh. somebody gave this to me. Um, oh, okay. Uh, he saw my flyer. He thought that was my deal. Uh, yeah. Sir, would you like to talk to uh, our national radio show here? No, thanks. We're late. Okay. All right. Have a, good, have a fun time, Ken. Um, now that you've so there were him. Some, <laughs> well, he had his little badge on. He's a nice guy. Um so he saw my flyer. He thought, no, we already got one. I'm like, no, it's not my deal. Oh, you were handing out flyers. Yeah, that's really? funny, too. That's that's a riot. So, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know where my guys went. I was told. Let me, um, uh, why don't you uh, riff, uh, riff a little bit? I have to check the schedule here on my phone. Oh, no problem at all. So, so <laughs> this is the Progressive Report with Bianca Von Krieg, and uh, uh, Bianca is live in San Francisco at somewhere around the Moscone Center where the APEC, the Asian Pacific Economic Conference, is taking place. And, of course, the highlight is that uh, of that is where uh, Joe Biden's going to get his instructions from Xi Jinping as to how to help China best and sacrifice our country. So that's what's going on. And there are a bunch of protests. The Palestinian folks are there. Uh, I don't know if the Chinese folks are there. I'd be interested if, uh, if the, the Taiwan contingent is like, you know, leave Taiwan alone. You know, let Taiwan go. Free Taiwan, you know, from the from the beach to the beach. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. But anyway, but that's what's happening right now. So we're actually getting a, a live report. And so uh, Bianca's trying to get some folks to, to comment on the air, which is which would be fine with me. Uh, we don't care. You know, unfortunately, we're not cover, governed by the FCC. So if they drop F-bombs, eh, I'm not crazy about it, but it's not going to hurt us either. So we'll, we'll, I'll get over it. But that's what's happening now. So, uh, Bianca, when you're ready, come on back on. But uh, this yeah, is Yeah, I am. Uh, okay, good. So it turns so out I, I got a little bit that, more of a walk uh, here. Did I characterize that pretty well for you or what? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah. So it turns folks... out that I just got an email Go from the group. They're a little bit farther down. Uh, here's okay. a couple more guys. I'm going to see if uh, they got sure. want to talk. Mm-hmm. Um Hey, guys, would you want to talk to our national radio show here about what you're doing at APEC? No? Well, have a good time. Radio. Yeah. Tell me uh, from Action, action radio. radio. Yeah, you're an Action Radio reporter. Yeah. 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 Looks like they're rushing off somewhat. Have a good day. Well, yeah. <clears throat> seems like they're, they're late for their little uh, you know, fascist convention here. Um, <laughs> But let's talk about something that I think folks are, might be a little confused about. And I do this all the time because we have new listeners. Um, in fact, we have uh, we, we have some Belarus listeners for us, which is right above Ukraine, which always fascinates me. Um, but the thing is that people, I don't think they understand that progressives have there's different degrees of progressive, just as there are different degrees of conservative. And we don't all march in lockstep. And so both the, the conservative, you know, America first, uh, MAGA, you know, the Make America Great crowd, and the progressive socialist Democrat crowd do not like Joe Biden. You know, and it's fascinating. I don't think people understand. Now, for different reasons, maybe. But the thing is that uh, you're, you're, no more, you're not any happier about him taking instructions from Xi Jinping than I am. 
No, and the thing is, is that uh, all of these uh, pro-Palestinian people have decidedly said that they are not voting for Biden, even though they previously have. So um, that's going to be a huge bump in Trump's favor. I think that the Muslim community is pretty much in lockstep in that respect. Uh, if they have anything to say about it, Biden will not be the next president of the United States. How big is so, the Muslim community um, in San Francisco? Because um, I remember seeing some mosques, uh, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, uh, it could just be like uh, people of Middle Eastern descent who aren't necessarily Muslims. So uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely not insignificant. It's a, <laughs> uh, the cops had to run a, run a hurt stand there to move themselves around there. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I hear a backup uh, <laughs> signal again. It's really annoying. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, but so, uh, I, Oh, look, are... this is funny. They have, these little, they have these little car plates they put on their windows and it says what nation they're from. Oh. So I'm looking at a car that says APEC Korea. So that's this guy okay, from that's, Korea. That's, that's Asian Pacific. Okay. North sense. or South? That's the question. I wonder. Well, I'm just thinking of that too. That's just, well, I assume South. Do you think uh, uh, Kim Jong Un send any delegates over from North Korea? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see that guy uh, being a. Well, wait a minute. Being a. Okay, but look at the hypocrisy of this. Xi Jinping is a communist dictator. Uh, Kim Jong Un is a communist dictator. Why is it we take one communist dictator, but we don't take the other communist dictator? Oh, good. I found some people here. Okay. Okay, so I what? found some uh, some people here who are not happy with China. Um, <clears throat> let's see who these guys are. Sir, I have a radio show. Would you like to tell some of our listeners uh, what you're trying to do here today? Can you hear Greg? Yeah, just get a little closer to the phone. Oh, a little closer yeah, to the phone. From the radio? Yeah, from yep. radio. Action radio. Sorry, that, that's uh, we have the, some coordinator. You can talk to me. Yeah, the, yeah, the coordinator. Okay, yeah. who's the coordinator? You know? Yeah, they are. They're over there? Okay. Oh, I'll see what I can do. All right. <laughs> Yeah, a little no hard problem. to understand. Tell them, tell me from Action Radio. It's a nationwide, actually worldwide uh, show online, and uh, yeah, give them the give them the website too. If yeah, I think uh, radio. there are some com. language barrier skills there. Yeah, well, I heard that. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, but, uh, <laughs> he was having um, some issues. It looks uh, they're all they're all wearing yellow, so they're all maybe just because they're expecting rain. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait a uh, minute, uh, that that could be significant because you know the Chinese, the communist uh, color is red. Which the fact that red, that, uh, it's kind of hard Republicans to tell who's the organizer red. here. Yeah, it's hysterical. Um, oh, go ahead. Let's see here. Uh, hi, I'm from Action Radio. Would you like to tell our listeners what you're? Oh, sorry, she doesn't speak English. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, hi. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm from. I'm from Action Radio. I'm from Action Radio. Would you like to tell people what you're trying to do here today? What is it? I'm from Action Radio. Would you like to tell people what you're trying to do here today? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put her back on speaker. Okay. What's your name and uh, what's your cause? Oh, we are Falun Gong practitioners. Falun Gong? Yeah. We are here to share our principles of truth, compassion, and tolerance, and also raising awareness and spreading awareness of the persecution going on in China. For the last 24 years, Chinese communist regime has been persecuting this group. Yeah, when people do this, you know, uh, Falun Dafa is a mind-body practice. Uh 
Yeah, but because of its excellent effects on uh, improving health and morality, it got really popular oh. in the 1990s. And there were 100 million people practicing it. Wow. People loved it so much, right? But Chinese communists... So much Tyler Swift fan. Yeah, one out of every 13 Chinese did it, right? Okay, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. But Chinese communist dictator didn't like it. So in July 1999, they banned the practice. Okay. So since then, practitioners have been imprisoned, tortured, oh, and even killed yeah. for, you know, doing this meditation. That's SOP for the CCP, by the way. Yeah. Now, so, this is interesting. Um, let me just jump in here because, hi, I'm Greg. I'm the host of Action Radio. I'm here, in, I'm here in Florida. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're on the radio. We're live. You're talking to people, people around the country. I see. Good. So, so this is wonderful. horrific atrocity. Uh, uh, Greg, did you okay. want to ask a question? Well, um, yeah, because I, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Greg. I'm the host, and I'm here in Florida. And so we, we do have a worldwide yeah, okay. Internet audience, which is which is great. Falun Gong, I remember. I used to live in San Francisco, and I remember the practice in in the park in Chinatown, and it was it was nothing but peaceful. I mean, I, you know, and why would, why do you think that the, the Chinese dictators uh, object to it, and particularly Xi Jinping? What What is the threat yeah, from Greg, Falun we, Gong? I'm sorry, Greg. We can't really hear you. We're out on the street, and there's a lot of street noise. Maybe just ask your question to me, and I'll I'll, I'll tell it Would to you her. Just let her. Why why is Falun Gong such a what? threat to the Chinese dictator? Oh, she's yeah, she's like we're gonna go, we're gonna go where it's a little quieter. What was your question, Greg? Yeah, why is Falun Gong such a threat to the Chinese dictatorship? Okay, they want to know why is your group such a threat to the dictators? Uh, first of all, we need to know the communist China, right? Okay. Yeah. So they want to control everyone. Uh-huh. So this one. Uh, there were 100 million people practicing it in the 1990s. Yeah. So the dictator, the one person in power, at the time his name was Jiang Zemin, he was very jealous yeah. and afraid of the popularity of the group. Okay. Yeah, when you look at history, Chinese Communist Party, they have been uh, persecuting like landowners, mm-hmm. intellectuals. They picked some groups, right? Right. Yeah, for whatever reason. But this one was so popular. 100 million was much more than Communist Party membership. And is there a reason why you're protesting on this particular corner on Fifth or is it Fourth and Market Street? Yeah, because uh, Xi Jinping is coming, right? Yeah, well, I think he's already here, right? Yeah, he, he came and he's going to meet Biden. So we want him to know, you know, we know what you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one thing I really want to mention is forced organ harvesting. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Yeah, so Chinese doctors take organs from living Falun Gong practitioners and sell them for transplant. It's not the black market. It's the standard regular hospitals doing it. So they can buy them on Chinese eBay or something like that. On the hospital. So people go to Chinese hospitals to get organs. Oh, that's awful. And normally in the U.S. or other countries, we're on the waiting list, right? But there they Mm -hmm. just, you know, kill people. They have a huge database of Falun Gong practitioners like blood type, tissue type, organ health information. So when there is a need for transplant, they find the right match and kill them. Yeah, this is like well-known, well-documented. You can Google forced organ harvesting. There are many groups involved. Oh, my God. That's the most horrific thing revealed so far. Oh well, yeah. that that is terrible. We have to we have to move on down the street here. But it was. Oh, wait a minute! Nice hold on a second. No, no. Do you Bianca? Like to say anything else? Bianca? Like no, Bianca. Bianca. Wait, wait. What? What, Greg? Yeah, get contact information for this person. I want to get it. I want to get her on the show. 
See if she wants yeah, to you, like call in sometime, or like if you have a card or the following going address. Or your, yeah. Or your website. What's your I website? Follow up. She's going to say her website. Uh, go to falluninfo.net. Falluninfo.net. Okay. That's a very good resource. Yeah. Oh, would you like and, to give your name or? Uh, uh, my name is Yang Lan. Yeah. I've been practicing this for the last 23 years. Okay. And the essence of uh, this practice is truth, compassion, and tolerance. That sounds awesome. I love yeah. this principle. So persecuting Falun Dafa means actually persecuting truth, compassion, and tolerance, as far as I, you know, I'm concerned. So yeah, please just, you know, pay attention to it. Yeah, just do your own research. Okay. Yeah, all the media, they are bought by the Communist Party, we think. Yeah. yeah so they don't report on this fairly. No. <laughs> yeah, so just do your own research and think for yourself. And don't be on the side of, you know, the killers, the murderers. I don't think anybody's on their side. Thank you very much for me. Thank you. I wish you well in your event today. Bianca Von Creek. Yes, watch for, it's it's called the Progressive Report on Action Radio. Great, thank you so much. Have a good day. Okay. So what I want to that do is uh, is follow up. But that this. was a nice lady. This is this um, is incredible. See, I know I know a little bit about Falun Gong. It's it's a meditation practice, and these people were persecuted. I want to find out how bad it is. So what I want to do is follow up. If uh, not not today, because you're busy. But uh, sometime soon, I know there's a Falun Gong organization in San Francisco, and this woman, I'm sure, is a part of it. But uh, I'd love to have her on the show oh, yeah. and, and go into more detail on this. Because, you know, well, the reason is, did you, did you hear our show a couple of weeks ago with Shiva Van Fleet, who is the woman who wrote Mao's America, talking about uh, that she survived the Cultural Revolution and came here. She's in Washington, D.C. right now. I'm going to send her this show with that interview. I'm going to see if I can get some follow-up from her. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, so folks well, like that, you know, I want to... The uh, organ harvesting was something I'll never forget. No, I've, I've heard of it, but I didn't know me, they were... But... I knew they were harvesting from prisoners and from the Uyghurs, the, the, the Muslim uh, Uyghurs, uh, or the Christian Uyghurs. I think, I think they're Muslim Chinese up, up north. Uh, but I didn't know they were killing people. I didn't know they'd find a match and then kill somebody for their organ. That was news to me. And this is the thing that people need yeah, to find well, out. So this, this was an incredibly valuable interview you just did. And so what I, for folks, when we get that kind of amazing knowledge, just let them go uh, and just uh, get contact information and see if we can do some follow-up because this is someone who could call in during your report and we could have a serious discussion about this or what I'd match her up with Jeevan Fleet, uh, Van Fleet from, uh, who's in Washington, who has all kinds of connections. And maybe we can, maybe we can do something with this. Okay. So there's all these connections that I know about, cause I know everybody on the show, I don't, you know, and I want to, you know, develop these kind of things where you, cause you're such an incredible resource out there in San Francisco, uh, that we can do, I think some amazing things with this. I mean, I want to know how, uh, how it is in, in Chinatown that the, the Taiwanese and the, and the, the communist Chinese get along so well. And is is that uh, is the Taiwan issue going to come up with with uh, Xi Jinping? It should. That oh yeah, it's question. definitely. I mean, it's definitely on there as well as with that stupid spy balloon thing. You know, Taiwan is definitely you know going to be discussed. Uh, I know there's been some okay. deployments out there, but to be sure, their their horrible human rights record. Um, obviously, <laughs> it just got a lot worse. Uh, 
um, right now. Well, so you didn't know heard, about that. That's uh, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, what what China does is horrible. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard from what's going on in Tibet. We haven't heard about that lately. Uh, that's another thing. But um, these are countries that don't necessarily well, yeah. get along. So so when they lump Asia together, you've got China, you've got Japan, which you know were were fighting heavily in World War II. Um, Korea, uh, Japan and Korea fought previously. Um, you know, we've got, uh, and I don't know if, is Vietnam here? How about Cambodia it and Laos? Who? Vietnam. Are they represented? Yeah. In, in San Francisco, I would imagine in some, in no, some, I'm saying, in some at, degree. At this conference, at this conference is, is communist Vietnam represented oh, yeah. in the Asian I mean, conference. All, all of, all of the Asia Pacific is represented down here. All of Okay. Everybody, you know, so, the Indonesians, they all came in. They oh, the Indonesians. Had, hey, okay. wait, I'm walking here. All right. <laughs> what are you, Al Pacino? So there's this guy who just could run right past here. me. Like, um, was it the other guy? I get those two actors confused. So, well, so yeah, they, they've coordinated. I'm walking past, uh, what, I think it's third, um, third and Market, and I can see down okay. to Moscone. They've got that that whole area. Boarding off here. I'm just trying to get down to uh, my group here at Embarcadero. Um, but uh, you know, th- this is maybe a good time to say that I just, I just want to say how much I, I appreciate what uh, our our listeners and what we've done. Because if you listen to the uh, the past presidential debate, they actually brought up some of the things that we've talked about about six uh, <clears throat> about 60% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Obviously, because they're Republicans, they didn't have any solution for it. But that, that was a, I think that was a first, you know, to, to have that actually be introduced in a Republican presidential debate and about the suffering of, um, you know, lots of Americans on a, on a daily are, basis. Are you talking about uh, Ramaswamy, who I call Obama Swampy? Are you talking about his, his performance? <laughs> uh, no, th- I, I think actually, I think Chris Christie might have actually brought this up, all people. Huh. Um, I. Don't quote me on that, uh, but I just yeah. remember it came up, and I thought, "Oh my God, <laughs> we're actually we're actually getting through to a lot of these people here." So, oh What's God, the car alarm. The car alarm's going off, and like four signatories are standing around looking at it. Um, <laughs> they don't care. It's not their car. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Okay, so these guys have diplomatic immunity too. So is that causing a problem? Not well. Not all of them. Uh, you have to be pretty higher up, but. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could, in theory, they could literally get away with murder. <laughs> Obviously, there'd be some repercussions for them back in their home country, but, um, okay. Do you know what I find fascinating uh, I, is that the mix of, of communist and free market economies. So you've got the communist economies, Vietnam, North Korea, mainland China, you know, um, I don't know where Laos and Cambodia are. I'm not familiar with their argument. How about Thailand? Is Thailand there? Everybody's going to be here. Uh, and Indi- how everybody's going to. Yeah, the Philippines. <laughs> the Philippines are all here. All right, we just encountered um, one group here. Seems like a kind of a small group. Um, so, what do they expect out of this meeting? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh, this, is a climate, this is a climate group. They want to end oh, the fossil oh, put, fuels. Oh, please thing. put them on. Please put the cr- climate group on. I can't wait. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, there's, there's about maybe um, two, two and a half dozen of them. Okay. Uh, they're the blocking. Um, 
course. Uh, the client, well, they have a bunch of signs. Um, it's a globalized climate justice. That's that's good stuff. Um, water is life. Another one I'm seeing, uh, <clears throat> and and that's about it. There's like maybe about a, a couple dozen, maybe 30 people here. Um, they've blocked off. Uh, I, I want to say New Montgomery Street as it uh, comes in from Market Street. Uh-huh. And that's what the same Francis is, right? Going, but still not, the, not the our main group, so we're going to okay. uh, keep going on here. Um, that, was, that was next to the Sheraton. Obviously, I think it was meant to deal with the delegates who are you know, getting up and going to work from the Sheraton. Um, <clears throat> I think Xi Jinping yeah, is actually staying at the Intercontinental. Okay. That's a big hotel. That's South Market. But the um, the the St. Francis, the classic uh, San Francisco hotel, isn't that on New Montgomery? There, there's some classic hotel there. No, there's no, no, that's not on. That? That's that's Sheraton. That's the that's the Palace Hotel. It's on New Montgomery. The Palace. That's right. The Palace. Palace of the most beautiful yeah. hotels in the world. The courtyard there used to be for horses. That's how old that hotel is. It used to be horses would go circle the courtyard. Now it's all glassed in. Wow, that I palace. did not know that. That makes oh, sense. palace is beautiful. Because it, it is a weird hotel. area, like when you think. Well, that's why. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah it go, New Montgomery yeah, goes back to uh, the horse and buggy days. So the so the carriages when the guests would stay at the palace, the original palace hotel, that uh, that big. That's why the doorway is so big. It used to be big enough for uh, for carriages, and they would go through and they would circle in the courtyard there. Yeah, palace was was built around it. Oh yeah, palace is is a historic landmark. I just forgot the name of it. St. Francis huh. is up near. Uh, that's Union Square. I'll get it straight. It's been a while. Since yeah, been that's there. on um, Geary mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's right across from Union Square. Um, so, so here's my overall question. Where, where, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you've got communist countries and free market countries all meeting in the same thing. You've got Muslims and Christians and, and atheist communists. You've got a, such a weird yeah. mixture. I mean, people, you, you can't lump. Asian countries together, because look at the difference between a Muslim Indonesia and a communist China, and a free market Western or, Japan, or, or Falun Gong. <laughs> well, Falun Gong, what, what would yeah. be the equivalent? Uh, I'm trying to think. This would be the equivalent here of a of a peaceful be like Buddhists here. It's it's, it's close to Buddhism. It's a Buddhist practice, basically. It, it does seem meditate, very, It does seem like a like a denomination of Buddhism based on her yeah. description. Yeah. But I remember I had forgotten about Falun Gong, but I remember these folks. You ever drive by the the park in uh, uh, in Chinatown? You see these folks with their hands in the air, all kind of sitting there peacefully, just kind of standing for like hours at a time. That's Falun Gong. That's just old people doing Tai Chi. No, no, they're moving. Falun Gong are the ones who are standing still. The Tai Chi are the ones who are moving. That's the difference. So it's it's Tai Chi in the morning, Falun Gong in the afternoon. I don't know. I'm just you know. I think they do it, it, normally have like a, a standing protest going on in front of the Chinese consulate in Japan town. Where, um, where is the where is the Chinese consulate? The Chinese consulate is on Geary and uh I forget the cross street. It's um <clears throat> but it, it's it's it right downtown? across the street from Chinatown. Yeah. Is it it's um oh. it's kinda of like mid mid city, yeah. It's Japan town. Okay. So so how about Japantown? Is is Japantown protesting China at all? Anything going on in Japantown? Uh, I, I don't think they do it as a as a neighborhood. <laughs> I think they they just kind of okay. mobilize. You know, in, in they coagulate to their various groups. I haven't heard anything going on in in Japantown. That's normally a pretty quiet area. 
Um, they, uh, well, they're they still suffering market. from the from the internments. I mean, uh, so many of the, the folks took Pantown. Japantown was a lot bigger before World War II, but Roosevelt signed the, the internment order. And a lot of those folks ended up in Manzanar and other places. So Japantown is a fascinating yeah, history. Was. You know, and uh, and I used to talk about it on my tours. You know, I I, I believe in honesty and history on my tours. Yeah, we talk that was about, not we a good, about Pantown. good time yeah. in history. Yeah. Um, and there, there's, huh. it also begs the question, why didn't it happen to German-Americans, too, you know, who are living here as well? Um, a couple of reasons. So, uh, one, they're white. Yeah. And two... Uh, they are spread across m- much of the Northeast and the Midwest of the country. Germans are the second largest ethnic group here behind uh, British. So the German-American population is huge. However, uh, if you remember the Lindbergh kidnapping, Bruno Hauptmann was judged guilty because of the anti-German feeling. It's like, uh, do you remember, if you remember Sacco and Vanzetti, the, who were the anarchists, who were uh, executed for some bank robbery or murder of a cop. I forgot what it was, but they were basically executed because they were Italian immigrant anarchists. So, so some of our history is not that great. <laughs> it really isn't. Oh um, yeah. A lot of our history is not that, not but that great. But you got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're also seeing in a very unpleasant part of history unfolding now uh-huh. uh, with, you know, bombings of hospitals and Gaza, you know, killing women and children and uh, people who are infirm. <clears throat> and yeah, the problem is, that, uh, but Hamas. I, we just have a video which uh, which has been released where a soldier goes through a, a hospital in, in Gaza, yeah. and it's uh, it's full of weapons. You know, so Hamas uses hospitals. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't dispute that. The thing yeah. is, it's like that doesn't give them a pass. You know, yeah. um, I was actually on a call with a with a with a congressman yesterday, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were talking about. And my question was, why aren't we flooding? the skies of Gaza with C-130 dropping humanitarian aid. And he didn't give me an answer on that. But, and then another woman said, said that, you know, this, uh, what they should have been doing is sending Israeli special forces into the tunnels instead of just bombing indiscriminately. And that didn't that give an answer either. Yeah. See, yeah. Th- and, th- those are good questions. You know, and like I say, I'm not as familiar. But uh, my question is, goes back a little further, is like, why did Israel give up Gaza in the first place? Um, because I got a video on the, the Action Radio Special Investigations and the International News page, uh, which shows what Gaza looked like when Israel had it. I mean, it was paradise. And so the solution, I would think, that we've talked about this on the show too, that the best thing for the people of Gaza is if they want to be murderous Hamas people, you know, then they should get, Israel should kick them out and they should go into Egypt. And that's what the, that's a, the Free Thought Project has an article I post too, that they have a leaked Israeli government uh, document that... They're basically going to force, you know, Hamas and, and those that want to kill Israelis into Egypt, you know, through the southern border of Gaza. But if Israel takes over Gaza again and the Palestinian Muslims who want to be, you know, assimilated into Israel, like so many other Palestinian Muslims have done, they're doing just fine. That's fine. So that's what I think is going to happen. Gaza has to go back to Israel. They need to fix this. And uh, those that are trying to kill Israelis, you know, go, go live somewhere else. And those who want to assimilate into Israel stay in Gaza, and Gaza can go back to what it was, which is basically Miami Beach. It used to be a paradise. It used to be a tourist attraction. <laughs> that that is an movie? interesting turn. That is an interesting description. I mean, it is beachfront no, property. When it it, was. You know, so. No, no, seriously, yeah. look at the video. The video, you see the, what Gaza used to be. It was parks. It was green. It looked like the rest of Israel. I mean, yeah, beach umbrellas. It was a tourist attraction. People would go fly to the, to go to see, to the beaches of Gaza. And then when it was uh, given over to... Uh, 
you know, basically the Ottoman Turk refugees we call Palestinians. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that term out there. Um, they destroyed the place. And so, yeah. you know, and the problem is, do you let people stay in your country who are trying to kill you? And my answer is no. So either assimilate and get along or you leave you know, or, you're, or you're forced to leave. And uh, that's, 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 I think, the best way out of this. And then we're not going to have this problem. But Israel never should have given – I mean, Israel's responsible for giving up the Gaza in the first place because they knew what was going to happen. They knew when you, when you let these folks in into this territory, they're going to send in rockets and bombs and dig tunnels and kill Israelis. That was just a given. You can't give land for peace. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you keep land for peace. Anyway. Well, um, they certainly but, knew something yeah. was coming. You know, when you build a uh-huh. bomb shelter in every building you construct – and yeah. every floor has its own safe room. That that tells me, you know, you, you've got something coming to you that you're that's going to be unpleasant. Um, and yeah. you know, it looks like on October seventh, that that did in fact happen. Um, but uh, well, here's here's an yeah, example. It's, uh, it's, this, this is from the free thought I, project. Like I said reading. before, oh, go ahead. you know, I think there's uh-huh. an there's an economic solution to this that would be mutually beneficial. You, What's that? You know. Re, you know relocation to, you know, and, and basically being paid to relocate mm-hmm. and, you know, find someplace where they'll be happy. Maybe it's Egypt, maybe it's North Dakota. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, no, find no. some places, uh, unless, you know, uh, uh, people should only come here. <laughs> well, they're not really doing much with it anyway. You know, so. Yeah. What, North Dakota? <laughs> oh, well, we, we, I get John who's still on live chat. He might want to call in on that. Uh, you know, he's in uh, okay, Montana. So. Yeah, but that's okay. Sorry, sorry to our, uh, Well, okay. you know, we can send to Australia, Madagascar. There's all kinds of places that can, uh, people can go. It's uh, we can set them up How about to Egypt live in. And Jordan? Um, <laughs> Let's start with Egypt and Jordan. You're supposed to go to the next country. I mean, uh, if you are an asylum seeker, you know, the place you're supposed to go is the next country um, that's, that's safe. And of course, that would be Egypt and Jordan because most of the, a lot of those countries are made up of uh, former uh, Ottoman Palestinians anyway. Um, and so that, that would be the solution to me. But let's, let's not argue politics. I want to I hear more about this conference. Uh, so we've got climate change uh, groups. We've got uh, the Taiwan folks. Uh, we have Falun Gong, which is really interesting. I had no idea. I completely forgot about them. But I still find this me fascinating. Me too. I remember their mass weddings a while ago. Oh, there you go. I just go. now thought of it. They were the, they were the mass wedding people. Oh, Those interesting. Like, yeah, they would have like, they would hold, they would actually, you know, book like these big arenas. And right. for a soccer stadium, and just hold mass weddings, you know. That's like the Moonies. Yeah. Remember the Moonies? Yeah. Some of the Unification Church. Susan construction of the federal building. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. So they were the mass wedding people. Um, uh-huh. I think they they even had might have a you know a little bit of a cultish thing going on, um, and I'm pretty sure that's what the Chinese would say. You ask them about it, that they're breaking up cults, but you know, the, uh, there's no excuse for the organ harvesting, which definitely makes them the bad guy in that story. Um, so, well, don't forget China. Uh, okay, too. Now, Do you remember during COVID? Remember in COVID, where China was uh, the government was actually, you know, welding doors shut and and uh, people were starving. To brutal, death. yeah, brutal, brutal, brutal lockout. Just, well, just that's, brutal that's, stuff. Yeah, you know, so this is not letting this people is not die in their. So yeah, what's the message well, you, for people need for to think branding. about that the next time they buy their iPhone? You know, um, well, huh. yeah, I mean, the, the that's the thing. If you, yeah, the money that that's where that's where where the manufacturing's at, and the manufacturing is cheaper 
because human rights is a joke down there. People are disposable, and uh, human life means nothing, as, as you yeah. could just tell. So oh, uh, yeah. it's just like, remember that old uh, Twilight Zone episode or um, uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock where uh, a guy comes to a door of some family. The family, I think, is struggling a little bit. And the man says, I have a box. And on top of it is a red button. If you push that button, somebody who you never know, who you never have met, will die. But you'll get a million dollars. This is like, you know, in the 50s, so that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they debate about it forever. And then finally they press the button. They get their money. And uh, life goes on. Everything's, you know, peachy keen until... Uh, you know, one day the guy knocks on on their door again, and he's like, yeah, Mr. So-and-so, how are you? What's going on? What are you doing here? And it's like, well, I'm here because somebody pushed your button. <laughs> and, wow. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, by a death of attrition, you know, right? It's like, yeah, nobody's, when you buy an iPhone, nobody necessarily dies, but they're getting a lot closer to it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's, okay, my... My group is gone. I feel like Geraldo and uh, the uh, Titanic with a safe. Nothing's at, in it. It's yeah. a vault. There's nothing there. <laughs> well, that's too bad. well, listen, you've done a fabulous job this hour. This has been this has been amazing. The fact that you're walking around with a cell phone, trying to get interviews, talking to people, and, and keeping the description going. You know that this is this is great. This is fabulous what you're doing. So uh, I'm I'm really impressed. Let me uh, quickly well, find something here. Look. Uh, yeah, no, you're welcome. Hang on, let me just. Uh, uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Where is it? Uh, here we go. Hey, the show's not over go. yet. Come on. All right, thanks. No, I know. But you know, I'm no, here I... at the Embarcadero. Okay, I'm at the uh, at the uh, with the the ferry the ferry building, mm-hmm. and about two piers down, because in those piers on the waterfront, is um, they they move the exploratorium, you know, from. Uh, <clears throat> down there and apparently the exploratorium uh is getting all buttoned up so uh president biden can have a fundraiser there <laughs> later tonight with some of the other dignitaries so um they've erected some well he might learn some real here. science <laughs> he, he might actually learn real science he should actually go to the exploratorium you know that they, they actually have if he can stay awake that long i mean i think that's past his yeah. bedtime which is three thirty in the afternoon um so well, if you can what stay if away four hours with Xi Jinping, I mean, other than get instructions and, and get uh, paid and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, this is this is intolerable to me that these two are meeting. First of all, that Xi Jinping's even here in the United States, given what he the contempt he has for our country. He, should, he shouldn't even be here. I would exactly. have banned China from doing this. That's the first thing. And exactly. You and I agree on and that. And that, yeah. that's, that's what everyone's up, upset about. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a number of things. It's a perfect storm of anger. Right, because mm-hmm. you have like the Palestinian Gaza thing, and right. or the Gaza Gaza Israeli thing. You have mm-hmm. uh, climate, which is going to hell in a handbasket, and then you have this guy coming over here, who's like a major player in all of this BS. It's you know to it's, you know to some degree, as as well as the and I, I should say major players, including the United States. So there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of anger, and it's it, it's not unfounded. It's not unfounded anger. I mean, people are really angry. They're suff- you're suffering every day in the United States, living paycheck to paycheck, losing their house, losing their jobs, losing their families. And, you know, all the- these guys are rattling on about whatever they want on the news. 
And then you have a bunch of, you know, bevy of blonde bindo, bimbos on Fox News with their shiny news crucifix trying to actually think they care about the price of milk. You know, come on. You know, who who are they who are they kidding? Who are they fucking kidding? You know, it's like, no, it's like with point. everything yeah, that's going is, on, yeah. uh-huh. they're trying to it's like remodeling a house that's on fire, Greg. Right? <laughs> yeah, the house is on fire. We won't put out the fire. Let's you know, go slap on a new coat of paint. That ought to fix yeah, things I, up. Are you out of I your damn mind? I believe the expression you're looking for is rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like it's like they expect yeah. us to be that group of violin people, that 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 quartet playing the while while all the rich people go, you know, run for the yeah, be for happy. the lifeboat. Yeah, be happy, sing as the ship sinks. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. And, and what I find fascinating is that uh, there isn't more, I guess, media uh, focus on the opposition because here we have a situation. So you've got you as progressive and me as uh, basically anti-federalist agreeing that Joe Biden's a criminal. And even though you and I disagree on, on politics and, and philosophy and ways to handle problems, we both agree that the country needs to be saved, that we need to bring you know, freedom and prosperity to, to our, our, our fellow citizens. And the idea of this criminal, I mean, we know Joe Biden has taken millions from China. Uh, his son has taken yeah. millions from Ukraine. Okay, So they don't have a political philosophy. They don't have an allegiance. The only thing they have no, is, there's is, no, is, there's no is, allegiance. Yeah, their allegiance ahead. is to their bank account. That's where their allegiance is. Yep. And that's what makes them so deplorable. Mm-hmm. You know, because they they have no allegiance, and it's like, you know, <laughs> I understand, you know, greed being a powerful motivator, but at some point, you, you know, you need a place to live. You need a home. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, bubble yourself off, and you know, and while your neighbors all burn and die, so you can make some more money. Yep. You know, you know, what's the point? It's a it's like it's like being emperor of a of a nuclear wasteland almost. Um, yeah. What you know? What are you trying to pull? It's like, yeah, if you get all the money in the world, what does it matter if there's no one around to enjoy it with? So yeah, that's why that's why you're seeing a lot of anger. You're seeing a lot of anger because it's obvious, painfully obvious to everybody right now that a very small group of people is controlling a narrative which does not reflect the views of the rest of the people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, no, I'm with you on that. You know, you look making, at the, the Davos conference, the world economic forum, the, uh, they had the, the federal reserve conference in Wyoming somewhere. Uh, these different conferences happen around the world. Now we've got this, uh, this, uh, Asian economic Pacific, you know, thing, and you've got all these different countries, but it's yeah. not the people. You know, we don't have uh, we don't have the average Vietnamese representative. We don't have someone from the Philippines. We've got uh, these leaders, and I don't know what they I don't know what they expect. And why are they in the United States? Do they want more of our money? You know, China's here to steal our technology, to steal our our, our jobs, uh, to move basically all our factories and industry over to China, and then have us buy you know stuff from them. That that that's what China's doing. Yeah, I know what they're well, doing. Well, you asked you asked to answer your own question, Greg. It's like yeah. what's that old saying? Why do people rob banks? Because that's where the money is. Yeah, so that's why they're that's, coming that's a good here. Point. Yeah, yeah, this is where the money is. So I think for now, that's where the money is. And so they say the uh, the economic impact to the city will be about fifty million plus. Um, but I gotta wonder, like, you know, what they what they paid off to get this conference here to begin with. Um, Where's that money come from? If it's fifty million dollars, are these governments spending money here? Yeah, I mean, you know, people come here, they book hotel rooms, they uh, okay. go to bars and things like that. So that, that's where they're getting that from. But, you yeah. know, you also have like, you know, there's there's kind of a, a loss to it, too. And the, the local guys, like we talked about that uh, one or two shows ago, 
where yeah. they cordon off the area. Mm-hmm. And now people, you know, so a, a lot of places have just closed outright. They said we're closing for APEC because we're not going to be able to provide, you know, our service. We're not going to be able to make food for people. All these people are undocumented who are working there. So, yeah. you know, obviously that you need security to get problem. past the checkpoints. The drivers, same thing too. So it's like the drivers can't get through even if they did have ID. And even if it was open because of the closure. So they got to park two blocks away. And, you know, I'm running out and getting food. It's just easier for them to take, you know, other gigs for places that aren't closed. So, yeah, that's how they got through, too. You know, all this, you know, for these, like, this, these group of, you know, assholes coming to town. And so no, they can I'd be party, curious what, you know? uh, we need to talk about this next week. I don't know, the conference is about two or three days or something like that. How long are they here for? Uh, yeah, I think they're here at least and through uh, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Um, so today, look at, what I understand, yeah. the big kickoff day, that's what the meeting with the, between China and the United States, also known as Sleepy Joe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, or is that called the Yes Master fascist. meeting? You know, yes Master, yeah. what do you want me to do? You know, how, how, how may I bow to you? You know, because, but he's really talking to Obama. So, so, what, so what is the connection between Obama and Xi Jinping? What does Obama get out of this? Well, I know Obama and Biden are kind of on the outs because uh, one, oh, really? uh, Obama had to come in and explain, you know, AI to Biden uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. That okay. actually, I was, uh, that was, I was saving that for another show, but that's out. And then on top of that, um, you know, uh, one of Obama's uh, chief, chief chief strategists, uh, Axelrod, a guy named Axelrod, I know, uh, posted I know a very nasty Axelrod. tweet. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he posted a nasty tweet saying. You know, yeah, you can. Biden can have the nomination, but you know, who's it really going to benefit? <laughs> and, and you know, basically implying that Biden was just being selfish. You know, by taking the nomination, he's basically you know throwing the Democratic Party under the bus and throwing the election, you know, under the bus. And I, it's hard to deny that. I mean, Democrats do not like Biden right now. That's not something that he's done recently, right? It's not for. It's a it's a it's a chain of events that have cost him to lose his own party. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Biden's going to lose, and whoever happens to get you know get the most votes after you know that is going to is going to win, which is probably going to be Donald Trump. So you know, for the Republicans, no you're going to have your vindication. Yeah, well, actually, that, which is fine with me because the country ran great under Donald Trump. Um, so we can talk about policies when when he gets back. That's going to be really interesting. But the, the people don't know, like conservatives don't know that the Democrats you know aren't thrilled with Biden because nobody else is running against him. Where's the challenge? You know. Obama and uh, Gavin Newsom, which I guess are the two, you know, prospective candidates right now. Where are they? Are they going to make a challenge? Are they going to wait till primaries start? Primaries start in January. It's not that far away. So what do they plan to do? Yeah. And, you know, we're, I'm actually having kind of my own little like uh, firsthand battle with this, you know, and, because uh, there's a state senator, a guy named uh, Whiny Wiener, and hmm. he's he's supposed to be the guy who's supposed to, you know, pick up the slack for Pelosi if she drops out, but he's already raised a million dollars, but you know, he's still playing this like, you know, bow to the party game and me and AOC, you know, come up through the, (laughs) come up through the cracks, so to speak, and and get in the office because we're not willing to play those games. We're we're trying to help people, not a party. 
Yes, yeah, uh, AOC is really interesting, um, as, as I find yeah. you interesting for the same reason, that you're independent thinkers. And I think people really underestimate AOC. This is why I would love to have her on the show. Um, but uh, she voted, and we talked about this. We're going to have to go in a couple minutes. We're in overtime now. Um, but uh, but yeah. the idea that uh, it was the, the kill switch on the cars. Remember we talked about that earlier this week? That, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I mean, yeah. I, I can and I can't believe it. You know, at the same time, it's like, well, it's like, well, that makes sense. We are, you know, converging towards a, you know, police state but um but uh yeah like i said it doesn't it doesn't surprise me if she voted for it you know i would have voted i mean i did not vote for it i would have opposed it too mm-hmm. that's you know that's you know uh, uh, positively orwellian so um yeah. yeah so uh so it's interesting to know we've been wa- i've been walking um in the financial district while we've been talking and mm-hmm. at this time of day it should be buzzing with people and yeah. it's it's a ghost town, you know. They have bars really? open up this morning. I don't know. Yeah, the Irish, uh, the Irish Times open up and stay right there. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess they're trying to cater towards a different, you know, uh, financial district well, I, guy now. Um, I used to joke about this when I was doing tours that because when we went downtown, I said if it's a good day downtown, then uh, then the restaurants are full. I said if it's a bad day downtown, you know, the financial world, then the, then the bars are full. <laughs> That's how it tended to work. Yeah. The bars you are know, supposed to be thing. full at the end of the day, not at the beginning of the day. <laughs> well, that's so. what I'm wondering. So what do they know? Yeah. That's a great question. What do they know? Yeah. Why is, I mean, so, what about the Pacific Stock Exchange? Is that still operating? I'm actually, I'm actually walking towards it now. I'm trying to get to Montgomery okay. um, to see if there's any action at the, at the Israeli consulate. Ooh. There. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Oh, there's the, there. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll have something to say. Um, I think it's you know uh, uh, Jewish people are the or- original drama queens, <laughs> um, but uh, let's see if uh, you're going to get Israeli consulates to comment. Uh, they're not going to they're not going to comment. Yeah, they, I don't know. They might. Uh, the barricades are down. Oh, try it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if uh, is there anybody doing anything. No, wait a minute. There's some patrol cars. Um, not too much. I don't think they're expecting anything. Yeah, I guess uh, we should sign off there. Um, okay. This is uh, this has been Bianca von Krieg live from downtown San Francisco for the Progressive Report. Yeah, websites, card information, your campaign against Pelosi. Let's get a couple of details, and then uh, we'll talk next week. Yeah, let's do that. It's uh, BiancaForSanFrancisco.org, or just Google uh, Bianca von Krieg. You'll find all our stuff. Please give money to the campaign. Um, every $500 allows us to give job training to an at-risk youth here in San Francisco and in Oakland, and that can help them out down, down the road. So that being said, I'll see you guys next week, and uh, good luck. <laughs> we'll do it all again. Bianca, thank you so much for this live report. I really appreciate it. Nice job. And you take bye. care. All right. Bye now. So this has been quite a day. Uh, we started off funny with Bill Fecky. We had uh, Wendy Arthur, Oh My God report. We had Bill with, with his report, uh, Bonnie, and then we had John join us. And then we had uh, uh, Bianca live from, um, from San Francisco with this APEC conference and titled the show today, which I think, I think we pretty well covered it. APEC San Francisco, Xi Jinping instructs Brandon Obama. <laughs> yes, master. I, mean, I, I do have my fun. I mean, I, I have a lot of fun with these titles. Anyway, this has been fabulous. Tomorrow, uh, we've got a lot of open time. 
I have a couple hours to uh, to fill on Thursdays. I want to get more reporters on Thursdays. So if you ever wanted to report for Action Radio, now's the time to let me know. And it should be uh, – so we have the first two hours to be open. Then we've got uh, CJ with the Wellness Watch. And so – and then Friday, we've got our, our – Fridays are full. Uh, next week uh, is Thanksgiving week. So the, the, in fact, this weekend, it's Creek Fest. So if you want to head out Saturday and Sunday, if you're in the, the greater Milton, Florida, if you're in the Panhandle of Florida, Alabama, uh, if you're around here, come on down to the Creek Fest. So the Creek Travel Grounds. So go to the Santa Rosa Creek Band. Uh, go to their Facebook page. Not Tribe, but Band. Uh, B-A-N-D. And then uh, they'll give you all the information for how to find the, the Creek Travel Grounds. And go to the Creek Fest. I'll be there. I'll be doing live Facebook video Saturday morning. Um, and so that's going to be fascinating. And then we've got next week. I'm just looking at my calendar right now. Um, we've got Robin Touts coming back. And she's the person. She's the crusader uh, against uh, breast implants. And that's a, that, you, know, you wouldn't think that's a huge topic. That's a huge topic. Uh, and then uh, my special guest next week is uh, Brian Artis. Dr. Brian Artis will be here uh, at 10 a.m. Central Time. So we're going to start the show a little bit late on Wednesday. And, of course, Thanksgiving is the next day. And I'm seeing if any, any of our reporters want to call in. We might have like a free-for-all Thanksgiving. Uh, if not, then I'll just uh, take the day off and be back you know, next week. This has been fun. This is great. So let me just uh, give you a couple more announcements. And then I will see you all tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, when we do it all again. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take, that is Action Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.